morning, everybody. Let's see if we're live. Sorry if I look a little sweaty. I overdid it on my uh, wood stove this morning. What do you think, George? George is always here, really just manicuring himself, making sure everything's in order. Um, I just got done jumping rope, and usually I can my metabolism will slow down faster, but I have a very hot fire behind me. Maybe it'll add to the ambiance that I'm going to be sweating for the next two hours. Uh, today I have a, what I believe to be a great episode for you. It's the anatomy of, anatomy of Dave Chappelle's SNL monologue, The Wizard's Wizard. There's some good stuff, some real trickery in there. Why does he get to say these things? We're going to analyze all that. We are also going to talk about the execution of Europe. I listened to a really good breakdown of a hypothesis of what is going on in Europe by a guy named... Uh, what is his name? Hang on. Garland Nixon. So I enjoy this guy, Garland Nixon. He, uh, has, uh, he used to be in law enforcement and uh, he does some like truther stuff and talks about stuff. You know, I, he's, he's, I think he identifies as left wing. And so, you know, not being over the, actually he is kind of over the left, right paradigm because he talks about, uh, you know, fact-based people. I don't know. You know, he's not willing to admit about the moon. So I'm not, <laughs> let me stay focused, sorry. So uh, we're going to talk about the execution of Europe, Denmark Bear. You're going to, uh, th there's pluses and minuses, but it all makes total sense to me, given the geopolitical moves and what's happening in Europe and how the dark rider always throws his most loyal servants from the high horse. Lots of super chats over the weekend too, says Cod. All right, well, hit me up. And uh, uh, what else? Yeah, uh, <laughs> That's, that's a lot to cover. We're going to get things going. And Jenga. Jenga's crushing. You guys want to see my, uh, my little boy here is playing Jenga? We, this is a great game. This is basically what's happening right now in the financial and political world. It's a Tower of Babel that we're trying to figure out how to not make fall, right? But trust me, there's a funny punchline to this. You got it, Charlie. So I can see bottle of ice. You gotta go. Getting closer. Here comes Charles. There you go. Okay, so Jenga. So then as luck would have it, I've been experiencing a tremendous amount of synchronicities. So right after we played Jenga, I was... On Instagram, I was promoted a Michael J. Fox post. So I asked him, the real Michael J. Fox, the collaboration is for the fans, blah, blah. And I said, you ever play Jenga? Which got me immediately frozen, got my account frozen. Apparently it's still there. But, um, but my bean spilling Thrilla 33 account is no longer active. So uh, if you know my next one, great. If not, well... You know, because I found that very funny. I was playing Jenga, and then I looked. Um, I Instagram promoted a guy with Parkinson's to me. And I thought, wow, that guy can't play Jenga, right? Because he's so fucking shaky. <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it, guys. It was totally worth it. And I didn't even say, like, because you're a cripple. I just said, you ever play Jenga? And apparently that was bullying and abusive. Well, I know it's bullying and abusive. 
The fact that babies love to pull on beards. So that's my son, Frederick, thinking about the fires of Dresden, and he wants to make me feel the pain of it. A lot of people are pointing out that Frederick looks a lot like me. He's got the, uh, the uh, glacier nigger eyes, right? Us, us uh, with, the, with the blue eyes. My wife's uh, brown eyes didn't get through to Frederick. Thank God. We have 50% of us will survive the winter. Uh, obviously, my two sons with brown eyes I find very beautiful. I, uh, I'm not anti-brown eyes. I'm just saying that I'm glad that we will survive. That's all I'm saying, you know? Because uh, Amy is half blue-eyed, but when you're half blue-eyed, you get the browns. And then the browns get passed. So the fact we squeak, squeak through with a couple blues, I'll take it as a win. Okay, also, I did a bunch of streams over the weekend. I did uh, Jaronism's Summit. Kai and Ten, have you uploaded the Summit video yet? It's a half hour. Um, I followed Alex Stein and made fun of him a lot. It was worth it just for the Stein uh, jokes because he was dressed as a rat and I pointed out to him that if he works for Buzz TV and Gavin McGinnis, or not Buzz TV, Blaze TV, that he's being very anti-Semitic being dressed as a rat and that if you're going to work for Blaze TV, you have to wear this hat. And every time you defend the, the, the fake Jews, you go like this, Bazinga! It was good times. He enjoyed it, I think. I mean, he pretended to enjoy it. He may have thought I went a little too far, but I enjoyed it. Everyone enjoyed it. Uh, I also did a PAT Life podcast. There was a lot of technical problems, but that's okay. We made it very fun. That was a PAT Life podcast. Great guy. It was uh, with Tom Barnett, who's fucking hilarious. I talked a lot about um, pig balls and, you know, farming stuff. And... Uh, Christopher Gardner was on there too, but he wasn't, uh, he, he was having, uh, the, the platform we we're using was, was not allowing him to talk. PAT Life Podcast was great. Yeah, it's just a bunch of dudes having fun and laughing. It wasn't too heavy. It was funny. It was like, if you want to see truther types that you listen to all kind of interact and make fun of each other, it's, uh, that's, that's a uh, really fun one. I also did Crow Triple Seven is now out. The first hour, you can listen. Well, we'll put it on unauthorized, too. Kyneton, you want to put the whole thing on unauthorized? Because uh, although I highly recommend CRROW777 Radio, he's a wealth of information. If you're an unauthorized subscriber, we will always put up all my interviews there. So I'm not going to force everybody, because I know people are addicted to the gravy, force everybody to subscribe to every single platform that I appear on. Here's the Super Chats over the weekend. I'll read this. And then for those of you just joining, uh, we're going to talk about one of the craziest winks from somebody uh, on 9-29-2001 when it came to Bledsoe and the Jets. And we're going to talk about the anatomy of a wizard's wizard, Dave Chappelle on SNL. And uh, just, you know, just full, uh, full disclosure, I've become quite good friends with Ye. <laughs> And I find that amazing and not amazing because he's a celebrity, because I, I honestly don't like celebrities typically. It's uh, but the fact that we talk now like every day is a, a message to me from something. <laughs> There's something I must learn from this. And uh, 
And it's helped me see a lot of things more clearly because I don't know. I'll get into that later. Oh yeah. Wait till you, wait till I talk about the execution of Europe and the predictions that Garland Nixon made and, um, and where this is all going. Yay. And BB collab one legitimately we're talking about stuff. (laughs) I mean, guys, if you don't see the comedy in that, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, that's, it's just so odd and hilarious that you have like me an Idaho guy exiled for bigotry, homophobia, anti-Semitism and racism. Then you got literally the, the richest, formerly the richest, very black musician ever. And we talk like every day now. And that's kind of eye opening in a lot of, I mean, that's really fucking hilarious to me. Uh, all right, anyway, Fran- Francisco Estrada says, awesome streams this weekend. Thanks uh, to it. I spent the whole day yesterday whistling Havanagila while doing yard work. That's hilarious. Sleep Deprived Bear. This super chat is for Jonah Bear. I love their little, uh, their little rivalry. I have it on good authority that he has been reviewing cigars online. He likes them thick and well-built. He can allegedly taste flavors such as coffee and other essential oils. May this help pay his gateway. Nice. And then Jonah Bear right after. I have heard it said that Sleep Deprived once used to mine butt coin. I don't know what unclean spirit of sodomy possessed him to engage in such a gay act, but alas, he did. May this pay his gay away. Nice. I like your little, I like that we got Ukraine and Russia going on. We're the only people to profit from it are me and Coddington, the Jews. Okay. Fuzzy Guzzy Bear says, BB, the spells you break and the example you set has inspired me and countless others. Thank you from this inspiration. I and allegedly other bears would like to set up a small uh, corp with plans to take over the West Coast. Humbly ask your permission to use a hill to grow on as a name with Castle's airships as a logo. Keep crushing. I need to know more. I'm not going to uh, sign off on someone saying that they're going to take over the West Coast. That, although I find the humor in it, obviously, and I like big dreams and whatnot, I think legally I am that that might put me in a bind. So... What exactly are you selling to whom and how? I am not encouraging uh, any conquest of any political uh, principalities. Thank you. So no. Fuzzy Guys, he says, Barta Bertaria, the second annual Bears giving of the PNW is scheduled for the 19th of November. Event starts at noon and ends at four. Contact at us-wild-wings. Bear, or please look to the BTA Washington page for more info. Those looking to build castles and airships will attend onward. Thank you, Fuzzy Guzzy Bear. Uh, so that's app.bertaritimes.com, $15 a year, which is slightly over a dollar a month, uh, it, which is, it just keeps the lights on, guys, and it keeps, and it allows us to have um, uh, people who work for it, you know, like moderators, camera bear, you know, we, uh, Woody, we got a lot of people that um, work now with the app, so don't think I'm... I'm gorging. <laughs> so uh, it's a great community and it's a great place to, uh, to build. And yeah, check out that Fuzzy Guzzy meetup. The meetups are great. But I, can't, I cannot sign off on a, uh, a corp attempting to take over the coast of a sovereign nation. Thank you, though. But I like where your head's at. <laughs> suburban Potato Bear. Hey, BB, thank you for the hours of wonderful streams. Can I be verified as Suburban Potato Bear? Indeed. Sounds like you're an Irish lesbian. 
Currently growing some potatoes in the backyard is my first real gardening experience. Nice. Yes, welcome. Justin says, based native bear says that the only logical progression of black Nazis taking over is that they reveal the existence of the Native American Hebrew Israelites. We was crystal knot in sheet herb. Yeah, I mean, there's, it, I, I love what's happening with it. I'm going to point out how Dave Chappelle tries to throw the whites under the bus and how that's a little uh, scam. Don't get me wrong. I'm not getting soft with the blacks because I'm now buddies with a black. I've been buddies with other blacks for a while. You know, I have friends with dark skin. But I've always said, you guys know I've always said that uh, the blacks I typically like are the ones with a strong identity. Like I like bow tie blacks. I don't like the... Uh, the liberal sellout cuck blacks, those are the ones that'll steal your bike. The ones that are like, you know what they're scared of? A nigga with a library card. Like, I like those guys. I've always liked those guys. So, but when they try to throw whites under the bus, that's, uh, I, that, I won't stand for that. Like, I'll show you, hang on, Kyle, will you remember where I just left off on the Super Chats and sent him again? Like, let me show you this meme. It's great. Kyrie anti-Semitism training. ADL, we hate white people. <laughs> Jewish, billion Jewish billionaires have no power. White people in trailer parks in West Virginia run the country. You understand? That's the problem I have. And Dave Chappelle hinted at that as well, where he's like, man, black Americans had nothing to do with the Holocaust. So white Americans did, Dave? We'll break down his whole sellout bullshit in a second. Although he did... He did bring some things to light that I find amazing. I pray Ye buys a nice bike to make everything right. Well, he's never killed anyone and he doesn't seem like a criminal at all to me. And I'm not just saying that because I'm biased. I will still make fun of him when the time comes. I don't think comedians should be friends with celebrities typically because it's a conflict of interest. Just like I don't think journalists should live near politicians. I've, I've always thought that. Like ever since I kind of did my own thing, I don't want to be friends with celebrities. So I'm going to, um, you know, attempt to stay as unbiased as possible. But uh, I mean, the guy's hilarious. You know, it's, I don't know. I, I do genuinely like the guy, but I will not, I will not, um, I will not put down my sword. I mock celebrities. It's what I do. He hasn't been bitching about Kim lately as far as I know. No, he's been absolutely crushing. He's like, Sending me shit about domes and education and water. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's great. Dave is a sellout with dirty mud blood uh, that will hate him and themselves. Oh, did he vaccinate his kids? Oh, by the way, you see the CDC is now openly admitting that myocard or uh, that the vax causes myocarditis. Here's a great meme. The best thing about being a conspiracy theorist is not having myocarditis. I actually wrote the joke on the same day. And But I posted that saying like, oh, this is just in the ether. And someone said I said this a while ago, but I don't think that's stolen. I think that that's, that's just something that's bubbling up. I just love how that's worded. I don't think I worded mine that well. But that's a really well-written joke. The best thing about being a conspiracy theorist is not having myocarditis. So whoever Ace So 76 is, well done. Um... His ideas about alternative cities and agriculture is pretty legendary. Yeah, and he's not a hateful guy at all. Like, not even a little bit. He's super artistic. I don't want to sound like I'm kissing his ass. I really will continue making fun of uh, 
you know, him as much as I can because I'm a comedian and I will never cuck. But it it has opened my eyes to uh, to some to some shit. Uh, domes are good for the human body's magnetic field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think. Yeah, you guys get it. I just like having like people in my life, and I have tons of people like this. I mean, Mountain Bear, Hometown Bear, a lot of you guys, Anchor Bear, um, that I can collaborate with and be artistic with. Bowler Bear. You know, Bowler Bear is a fucking genius. But like to have somebody that is on the level of like uh, can see through the veil and write has been enjoyable for me. Uh, Yay looks great the last few weeks. Really fresh faced and focused. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that's enough of that because I know I it's just just understand from my point of view how bizarrely funny it is that me and him have become friends. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? We should shoot a sitcom in the middle of the country just called White Supremacy. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So anyway, let's uh, let's go through this. So um, you guys want to see like a, like one of the craziest synchronicities ever. And one reason why I've been called crazy in the past, because I'll see stuff like this. And, and I know a lot of you guys do too, but don't you feel like more and more people are becoming aware or understanding that God is real and living and right there? Because if you look at this, so this was the play that brought Tom Brady into the Patriots. That was when Bledsoe was injured uh, on September 29th, 2001. All right. That's numerological 9-11-2001. And I agree with, uh, with Made by Jim Bob that numerology has gotten absurd. And I love him making fun of numerology. I also feel it's stupid. But look at that picture. What do you see? You see two jets hitting two towers. So two players on the jets, one being numbered 57, flight 57, is hitting an 11. That's fucking crazy, right? <laughs> You know, and is that planned? I don't know, man. I don't think so. I don't know. You know, it's, is that all planned and scripted or is there spiritual forces at work? Are the Jews capable of doing that? I don't think so. You know, it's like Sam Bankman Freed. Uh, is now flying over the ice wall, apparently. Here is, uh... <laughs> yeah, where is it? Jing- oh, the- he got in the gravel copter. Okay, here we go. Former CEO of FTX, en route to Argentina to hang out with me and Mr. Mustache after the FTX collapse and reports of a hack. So he's literally flying over the ice wall. Okay, so listen to their names. So he freed the bank man. Bank man freed... And Bernie made off with your money, and JP Morgan will chase them down. <laughs> JP Morgan Chase, Bernie Madoff, and Sam Bankman Freed. Okay, is that on purpose? I don't know. Is it on purpose that the first gay celebrity on television was named Ellen DeGenerate? <laughs> like, who who's doing that? 
And it's easy just to say, oh, it's, uh, it's the Jews or it's this or it's that. It's like, oh, it's the bloodlines. It's the Phoenicians. It's the Jesuits. Really? I don't know. Do they pick people based on their absurd names? You know, look at my name. Hang on. BB said there was nowhere left to go in the gravel copter. Wrong. You're watching a movie, says Demarver. I don't know. I mean, if you look at this, it's like, so two Jets hit two towers on 9-29-2001, and then the Patriots went on to win seven Super Bowls as America was at war for 20 years. Is that scripted? I don't know. But is it is it just a coinky-dink? No. No, it's not. And that doesn't mean we're schizophrenic. All the world is a stage. Yeah, but that doesn't. So, so this is a stage. Like that's a stage. So, is is my son an actor? Are we fake? Like, is that fake? It's not. All the world is not a stage. I don't even know what that means. It's kind of like people repeat that over and over again. All the world's a stage. It's just like you'll own nothing and be happy. You'll own nothing and be happy. Like I'll just be saying something, and out of nowhere, eight sheep will just be like, "You'll own nothing and be happy." And it's the same. I'm not calling you a sheep, by the way. Whoever said that, but. It's the same with all the world's a stage, all the world's a stage. It's like, well, explain to me what that means. Does that mean my friends aren't real? My family's not real? What's real? What's not real? You know, and I think that the world's very real. I just think God is here. You know, you'll own stages and be worldly, says Kyneton. Oh, Kyle, will you let me finish off those super chats? And then we're going to get into the weeds. We're going to get, we're going to, uh, we're going to get, we're going to get this episode going because I got a lot of good stuff to uh, talk about. We're going to break down the Dave Chappelle monologue. The patterns are put there for those who can see the better your sight, the better you can see, the less you get tricked by dumb shit. Yeah, like we're in an inversion right now. So war is two actors exchanging an Oscar. Health is someone with a plastic bag and a mask. Beauty is a fat man. Science is, you know, you have to wear a mask until you, it's like a plexiglass at a restaurant, right? That's, it's the opposite. We're in an inversion, but we're climbing out of it. And we have to do that individually and as a group because that isn't real. That's the fake. That's the schizophrenia. That's the mental illness. And I didn't like that Chappelle, because I am a natural Bravo. So when I like people, I, uh, I get kind of pissed off when someone takes little shots at them. And I know I've taken a lot of shots at uh, the artist formerly known as Kanye West over the years. I said his Jesus socks were gay. Uh, you know, I've made fun of his height. Listen, I get it. But to say someone's mentally unwell, uh, you know, it's... I'll show you how Dave Chappelle manages to navigate this wizardry and, and still put in the, in the air that if, you question the if you question this fucking nonsense, if you question that, you're the crazy one. That a fat man is Miss America. That war is Academy Award winning. That health is a plastic bag over your head. That science is nonsense. No. No, that isn't, that isn't what it is. And we have truth on our side. And I might be wrong sometimes. I fly off the handle. I say everything that pops into my head. I, uh, I do three hours of unscripted thoughts every day. Sometimes people go, I don't always agree with you. I go, I don't always agree with me. I don't know what I'm going to say every day. I just say whatever the fuck comes in my head. So I get that. But one thing I, I am not relying on is lying, is deception, is inversion, is sin. All right. 
So let's continue on these Super Chats. John says, could you tell us anything about Russell, Russell J. Gould and the Sovereign Citizens Movement? No, but Sovereign Citizen is a contradiction in terms. A citizen is essentially a slave and Sovereign is a king. So it's king-slave. And so whenever there's a paradox like that, I try to stay away. It's kind of bizarre, but it also seems to be right up your alley. If you know what I mean, much talk of rights. Your rights come from God and your free will. Everything else is nonsense. Me and uh, Tom Barnett talked about that a lot. It's like, if you feel like battling with these people with endless forms and all this shit, go ahead. But I can barely fill out any form. Like, I don't know what I do for a living. I have no references. I don't know how much I make a month. I don't know. I don't like, I don't have any answers for these questions. And so it's one reason why I'm terrible with uh, dealing with the system like I'm having an issue with a shipping company right now. And I literally on the phone was like, do you have no honor? I no longer trust you. You have no honor. And they're like, uh, they don't know how to talk to people like me. I, I'm basically a 13th century freaking something. Like for me, it's all about, do you have honor? Do I trust you? How am I supposed to do business with a man I don't trust? And they're like, so do you want to talk to my supervisor? I'm like, bring me your master. I don't talk to, to servants. And they're like, dude, this is, yeah, it's the post office kit. That's my life all the time. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a comedian, community building farmer who makes a magazine and sometimes sells pears. Bring me your master. I don't, I don't know how to even answer that. How much money do you make? Not either minimum wage or millions. What? Who's your references? The bears. Talk to one of the bears. The bears will, the bears will tell you about me. They have honor. Who are these bears? Well, you have bear for all seasons. Cypher bear, scouse bear, diffracted bear, old Coddington in his bucket of dirt. And they're like, what the fuck? Just fill out the form. I'm like, I don't know how. I'm not in your world of debt and submission. Amy uh, was joking last night. She was like, you're the least submissive person I've ever known in my life. Like I've, I never submit. So when they're like, submit a form, I'm like, submit. Do you understand? Do I stand under you, coward? No, you're a coward. I don't stand under you and I will not submit. Well, will you, what's your, will you, the admission process, admit what? When will you admit that you lie? They're like, no, no, I'm just the admission you, to be admitted. Admit what coward? And they're like, uh, you don't fit in here. I'm like, I know I will go to the land of Idaho and I will farm. So what do you do for a living? I'm a comedian and a community builder and a spell breaker. And I slay wizards. I also sell raw milk and, uh, I occasionally do nothing except tree work. And I fail at that. I also can build a greenhouse. They're like, oh, you're one of those living people, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I'm alive. I've not submitted. Because when you submit, you give up. You give up. That's why I have these odd friendships with all these odd people. And I think what, what draws a lot of the bears together and what's drawn me with some of these odd friendships is it's just other people that don't submit. And it doesn't mean you're not a good employee. It doesn't mean you're not, not a good husband or family member or community member. It means if you don't understand something, understand you don't stand under it. 
If someone's like, will you stand under? They might as well say, will you kneel? And you go, no. And they go, but, but sir. I'm like, I don't understand this. John, John says, could you tell us about, oh, I read that. If you point out my crime, says Time Traveler Bear, uh, then I will start to cry. Don't point out my crimes or else you're hurting me. That piano freestyle was amazing. Encore, thanks for the laughs, Big Bear. Best comedian in the realm, best stream in the ether. Best community on the realm and in reality. Yeah, and stating those things has power, by the way. Thank you for that. Blue Mountain Bear, has Tom Brady reached out yet? No, he's, he's in a bad spot. Because for him, it's not... I like Tom Brady, though. I like how good he is at sports at 44. That's insane. Uh, but his battle right now appears to be uh, I don't, I think he's kind of autistically focused on football. I don't think for him, it's about battling the principalities of darkness. Um, he's in a bad spot with this FTX thing, I think, but who knows? Who cares? I don't care. Gafar Saba bear says, I pay Yogi bears gay away. You allegedly start a homestead in the middle of Tel Aviv with the goal to milk animals and collect quote unquote eggs. Oh yeah. Which animals? Let me guess the Arabs again. By the way, Yogi bear tells me that, uh, that they and the Arabs get along great in the countryside and that it's all uh, an illusion. I, I believe that. I think that there's uh, the overall consciousness of Israel and the overall consciousness of Arab Islam does not get along. But in the, the people can get along great if they have high morality and trust. All right. He also stopped gardening and now does woodwork at night. I like where your head's at, Kafar Saba Bear. Apelia Multimedia says... Uh, Northwing Bear here, sending this super chat ahead of a letter on its way to you right now. It syncs with you and your recent Insta stream about Omegas. I think there may be a fundamental disagreement about what an Omega actually is. I thought they were supposed to be total social retards. Uh, they are, kind of, but they're also, I mean, so are Sigmas. I mean, Vox explained that. Everybody wants to be a fucking Sigma, but Sigmas are social retards. They're just perceived as high-functioning and... Uh, high accomplishment. So they get like, women will perceive them as alpha, but they're the type that also are social retards. Trauma, dude. You know, not capable of understanding, you know, basic social interactions. I don't, I don't want to get into it right now. I know that Denmark Bear hates when I talk about the Trinity and the social sexual hierarchy. It, it just goes nowhere. But Omegas, I get along with a lot of Omegas because a lot of people are social retards because they don't submit to lies. Like trauma, a lot of times, can either make someone a gamma or an omega. Or a... Or a, um, or a uh, what the fuck? Sigma. Because they don't... They're like outside. The gamma creates a delusion. And then I'll... Denmark, I promise I'll stop. The gamma creates a, a delusion bubble around themselves with lies. And they have to prove that everyone else is really the bad man. You know, they don't own up to anything. They basically create a false reality for themselves. That's why all these Superman movies are fundamentally gamma, like the Spider-Man, you know, who's this like low status nerd who just has fantasies about killing the alpha, you know, and getting the girl and covering everyone with his white goo. That's gamma. The Omega is like the dude in office space who burns the fucking building down. Like, they're not deluding themselves uh, into a false reality. They just don't care. They're like, you know, and there's positive omegas. There's omegas that, 
like uh, like Vox was talking about how Kobe Bryant was probably an Omega. Tesla was probably an Omega. People that, you know, they have a hard time interacting with people because they don't, you know, the trauma has opened their eyes to lies and, and uh, delu- an illusion and how so much of society is based on total bullshit and, uh, and they won't participate. And a lot of times they end up very low ranking in society, outskirts of society, you know, off-putting, kind of like weird. Other times they excel, but, you know, a lot of times you'd call those ones sigmas, but some of them are still not sigmas. They're just, I don't know. I don't care. I'm moving on. All right. Uh, Justin says, nigger books are the gold for philosophical bears and bear books are our silver. Letter in the works and inshallah, there will be many more. And Coddington put it all on 17 black. The Indian casino needs it. P.S. The Federal Reserve was made by a Native American as a way to get back at Andrew Jackson. All right. Is that caught me up? Are we now ready to keep going? Uh, beginning to realize I'm actually a smegma. Yes, you sound like a smegma, North Wing Bear. Ted Kaczynski is an Omega. Exactly. It doesn't mean you're not smart. It doesn't mean you're not good at your job. It means you have a very hard time interacting with other people. And... Uh, yeah. All right. Bit, this is from Rockfin. Big Bear, speaking of potatoes, how did the spuds do in the bins this year? Amy's sweet potatoes look amazing. Awesome. Oh, you guys want to see uh, some good stuff from the, uh, from the home? Here's Amy making home. By the way, guys, this turned out to be the best pizza I've ever had in my life, and I'm not just saying that because this is my wife. All right. All right, Amy. I've completed the milking. How are you making the pizza? So right now I'm doing the dough, I'm just kneading it together. Okay. Like so, and then it's gonna rise, and while it rises, I'm gonna finish cooking up some sausage. Okay. And uh, then we have mozzarella I made yesterday. She and made then, that from the, our milk? Yep, and then some tomato paste I'm gonna turn into the pizza sauce that we grew this summer. Awesome, so the tomato paste, the mozzarella, that's all from us? Yep, and then I have some basil on the windowsill that's going to go. So. Oh, wa-boom! Awesome. Thanks for the update. All right, so it was insane. Insane. You know, homemade homemade cheese, homemade sauce, basil grown in the kitchen. It's like really, really good homegrown food is wealth, and that's... The, the comfort I'm about to give to Europe and then eventually America, I think Garland Nixon nailed it, that, uh, so let me just break this down first. So uh, as we can see, what's going on with Ukraine and Russia has nothing to do with Ukraine or Russia. It has to do with bringing industry, this is Garland Nixon's theory, but it resonated with me, bringing European industry to America, because a lot of people keep saying, we got to bring industry back to America, industry back to America. You're not going to get Chinese industry back to America or Indian because it's too cheap. But what you can get is Audi and all and uh, Adidas and, uh, you know, whatever the hell's going on in Europe. We can get that industry to America because the American empire is fundamentally evil. And uh, what I know about evil is they torture and destroy their servants the most. Europe has been under the control of the American, and this isn't me as an American, it isn't, I'm not controlling Germany, but if you look at it geopolitically with spells, 
ever since World War II, and me and Mr. Mustache fall from glory when he hopped in the gravel copter and probably headed over to uh, Argentina to hang out with Sam Bankman Fried. <laughs> um, I thought I was an Omega, but I'm more Delta around bears. Something about non-bears that's hard to deal with. Yeah, that's a great observation, Scar Bear. It's all fractal. Like, I am a situational alpha. I'm not going to get into the weeds. But, like, I'm, I've learned how to be good at being an alpha, but I'm a natural bravo, and I do have tendencies of omega. But, yeah, it's like when you're comfortable in a, in a community that doesn't have a lot of lies in it, you can just be a delta. And a lot of times people are omega when they're in a society that they hate. Okay, so anyway, let's continue. Um, the, the people that always say they're an alpha when they're not are usually gammas. Oh, well, you're saying that I, I literally, I'm in the newspaper as a cult leader. Okay. I had to try to understand why people have always viewed me as an alpha where I was captain of my football team, my lacrosse team, and I wasn't even that good, you know, but I'm not good at being an alpha. I don't like telling people what to do. I don't get charged up by people. I don't like to be in large groups. I'm not going to indulge. So we're going to move on, but it's fun to think about these things and how you fit in. And you know, it's anyway, uh, my letter is going to be the perfect chance to rip out the weeds on this subject. Nice. It's the height. What's well, the height and the ethics. When you have strong morality, people will always follow you. Sigmas are mistaken for alphas. Yeah, but I don't think I'm a Sigma. I don't mean Vox are very different. I, I do have a lot of Bravo uh, tendencies. I like to um, protect the alpha. Sigma's kind of like just drift off and do their own thing. I'm very high. I do like hierarchy. Okay. So anyway, uh, when you hold the line and you, uh, you know, give up money or status for honor or truth, people will follow you. Even if you're an Omega. You know, that's why everybody's like obsessed with Tesla. I mean, I, I mean, allegedly he existed, but his story about how he was kind of this weird guy who sold all his shit for like pennies on the dollar because he was just obsessed with, you know, frequency and, and vibration. That's admirable. You like him more than uh, Edison. Edison was the alpha. Edison was the one who was all about the, you know, money and status and winning and all this. You know, Tesla just drifted around and people like that. Okay, so anyway, um, if you look at Europe and how could you, sab if, if the American empire after World War II has filled Europe with uh, military bases, not to protect Europe, but to own it, to colonize it, to create vassal states where you have an illusion of sovereignty in all these countries. They have quote unquote elections, but it doesn't matter. Okay, so what is the, how is Europe out-competing America when it comes to certain elements of industry. It's cheap, uh, un basically unlimited resources from Russia, right? All their oil, all their natural gas, their grain, their fertilizer. And so this Ukrainian conflict, quote-unquote, Garl Nixon pointed this out. I keep giving him credit because I didn't come up with this idea, but it makes perfect sense, is to cut the relationship between Europe and Russia Rather, it's, you know, through all these economic sanctions and then allow Europe to fall. You're right so far, BB? Yeah. And so the good news, Denmark Bear, and this is what he predicted and this is what I predicted and this is what Vox has predicted in the past, is the immigrants will go home. 
because poverty will um, will come over Europe. And so you're going to get more nationalistic. You're going to. And that's why I think they're setting up all these uh, narratives so that the people blame each other and, they, and not the people at the top of the hill eating the shrimp and the and the caviar that fucked everyone over. Right. It's like Haiti, you know, to create the haves and the have not separation, you have to have. Oh, it's because you have dark skin. Oh, it's because you're a Catholic, not a Protestant. Oh, it's the it's this group. It's that group. And that keeps all the the proletariat. I'm not a communist, guys. I'm not a communist. I don't like communism. But I know that that term, you know, the, the have nots. When you see these massive divides, when you make the middle class basically gone. To keep the lower class fighting so they don't just walk up a hill and take all your shit. I don't think it's going to work out very well because of the internet. I don't think that this plan is going to work well because too many people know where they live on the hill. There's been too many, <laughs> there's been too much bragging and too much, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians for this plan to work as they did in the ba- in the past. Garland's theory is scary, sensible, beyond. Okay, so what's that going to do? It's going to send industry back to America. The dollar in America is going to get a big push up uh, and a lot of banking isn't going to bank with the city of London anymore, all that, because they've been stealing everyone's money. Venezuela, Russia, Syria, all these countries, Libya, all these countries that wanted to get out of this uh, system, this SWIFT system. You know, city of London, Washington, D.C., the Vatican, these places have just been stealing everyone's money. And the world's had enough. And I was listening to this imam talk from 2016 about even the stones even the stones will start throwing off their oppressors. And this guy, I should have downloaded the video, but he talked about uh, Judeo-Christianity, how, you know, some of the Jews are his brothers and some of the Christians are his brothers, but a huge amount of them are these false Jews and false Christians, the uh, Zionist, and he calls them Gog and Magog, and how together they worked to do all this oppression and evil in the world. And how they, they pass on the liability through sin to the population. And Garland Nixon was talking about how they got so many Europeans to blame Russians for all their problems. And that hate is what's going to uh, cause them so much pain. Because Russia was their lifeblood of uh, commerce. All that oil, all that grain, all that natural gas allowed their German factories and English factories and French factories. We're going to need a fear. Yeah, and you're going to get one, Demo. I, I mean, it clearly, I, I think it is going to go down a line of more of like a, a nationalistic situation. And if you play your cards right, it could be very healing. But if you play your cards wrong, it's going to be hell on earth. You know, if you guys do realize that wealth does not come from comfort and that wealth does not come from privileges, you're going to be great. I mean, it's going to be like a cleansing influenza that like gets rid of all the toxins but if not if you like get consumed by that blaming your neighbor you know red versus blue or any of this shit man versus woman uh it's going to be very very bad like haiti you know haiti a lot of these things have already happened in other countries and so uh i find that it's he he hit it right on the right on the head it's like so you cut off russia you starve europe and because what do i know about evil Evil always goes at their biggest servants. So Europe serves America right now. You know, whether it's uh, Schultz or Macron 
or you know whatever whoever's prime minister this week in England or that nonsense woman who just got elected elected parentheses 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 in Italy and all this shit they all serve the western empire of lies um and so they've con- their whole job is to convince their populace that it's Putin in Russia which is why they have so many problems and that hate that they've developed for Russians is is what's going to bring in this this um, hell you know and so it's something to really watch out for that the wrath parade versus the pride parade the gays oh everyone's gay now it's going to be who did this to me and there's going to be an element of that against the Jews as well a lot of Jews that are not guilty of quote unquote doing this to you and uh and it's people that will be addicted to the comforts of the quote unquote system that will fucking freak out. You got to cough deep to get the grabber final. Yeah. And so I think a lot of the um, immigrants, the Africans and Middle Easterns that are in uh, Europe right now will go home because there won't be the wealth that brought them there. They'll want to go somewhere warm. They want to go back to where they feel comfortable. You turn off the free uh, welfare spigot in Europe and all that comes from Russian resources. All those people are going home. And so, you know, enjoy that because a lot of people wanted that for a long time. But what will that bring you? Because the reason they were there is a lot of times the empire of lies, the oppressors, the Judeo-Christians, the Zionists, whatever you want to call them, uh, the demon with a thousand faces, they go into these countries, take all their shit, bomb them. Those people go to Europe, you know, the the traumatized uh, males, 18 to 30 you know, they're not sending their best. It's the same as America, same with America, with Latin America and Mexico. You know, uh, the United States empire will extort all these countries and fund their wars and Iran-Contra and all this bullshit, blow everything up. Those people come to America uh, to get their money back, you know, and, and so with poverty comes a cleansing where Germany will be filled with Germans again, but it's how you handle it is going to be very important because I believe wealth is actually health and family and faith. I think the definition of wealth, and I was thinking about this with uneducated economists because he keeps talking about the Cantillon effect and how we are on a, a course where our wealth will go to poverty. And that's true. But what is wealth? And he did define it in a stream. And I disagree with his definition. His definition of wealth is comfort and accessibility to pleasures of life. That's how Cantillon defined it in the 1700s in France. I don't define wealth that way. I define wealth with family, purpose, identity, faith in God, you know, hard work, a good night's sleep. And those things will go up in your areas if you accept this stuff. Uh, and so uh, it would retire. No, he's quoting Cantillon. I mean, don't get me wrong. To hear uneducated economist sing the praises of Andrew Tate was, uh, was pretty underwhelming. But in, in, in Simon's defense, he was quoting um, Cantillon because that's, that's how a lot of quote-unquote peasants or rural people or ancient people would have defined wealth because they, they assumed that everyone had family. They assumed that everyone had purpose and could sleep well at night. But that is what's been taken from us, and that's what we all want back. UE is right about lumber. I think he's a wealth of information. I just, uh, you know, 
Every now and then I'll say something where I'm like, but that's everybody. I'm sure I say stuff that drive people a little crazy. Cod says wealth is defined in city of God versus city of man. Right. City of God wealth. You have this like inner warmth that never goes away no matter what they take from you. And so that's, you know, I've been synthesizing this theory from a lot of these different people where, you know, you keep hearing wealth is going to go down in the West. Wealth is it, well, what's the West? Is it Europe? And what part of Europe? Is it Switzerland or is it Germany? Because that's a big difference. You know, and uh, Denmark Bear just said a lot of the immigrants are more resilient than the Danes. That is very true. You know, I think a lot of people when the immigrants leave will miss them because they're the ones cleaning your... I know a lot of them are welfare cases that get all rapey and all that shit. I get it, obviously. Uh, They don't belong in Northern Europe. Physically, they don't belong there. It it doesn't make sense. High trust... uh, High performance versus low trust, sometimes high performance, depending on the job. But your labor force is going to leave. And then what do you got? And this is why a lot of the bears are going to thrive in this time, because we've been planning on this for a while. When the comforts leave and you get to be back in control. I know I sound so communist right now, but you have more control over the means of production. Oh, my God. It's so fucking funny. It's like when the average Dane or the average German or the average Frenchman is now back in control of the means of production because it's localized, because it's not about this giant uh, flow of capital coming from fiat currency from central banks where they create nothing out of something out of nothing. Mexicans are more resilient than Californians and Arizonians. In general, not all though. I mean, we're making we're obviously making generalizations. Like I know some of the most resilient people I know are homegrown white Americans. That being said, a lot of them have drowned in comforts and uh, they can't even conceive of mowing their own lawn or, you know, hauling their own garbage. Ideal communism? No, communism is theoretical and not possible outside of the kingdom of God. So I'm not promoting communism. When you hear people say the type of shit I'm saying right now, be very skeptical because it's typically completely uh, inverted. You know, communism is all about oligarchs. They convince the population you're going to be in control, the workers own everything, but you have to have a hierarchy or else uh, or else everything falls apart. I'm not communist, but when you talk about America first, the best way to have that is actually a uh, quote-unquote wealth collapse because the parasites will leave. Uh, Americanized Mexicans are shit though. Yeah, yeah, they are. And that's actually what's happening to Mexicans. Like Mexicans that have been here three generations are not having kids. They're doing anal. You know, they feel entitled. They're victims. The, the white people did it to them. So it's not like they're genetically stronger than you at all. Whites are some of the strongest people out there, when, especially when it comes to a winter environment. You know, these, this white skin and these fucking blue eyes, these light eyes, come from staring out at a tundra for like thousands of years, trying to find one elk. You could fucking slit their throat and eat their organs. All right. We're not, we're not a compliant people. We're, we're a surviving people. That being said, the oversupply, it's the same with the Muslims, like Muslims. And like right now you probably picture the, the Islamic Arab as being very scrappy and tough and all that. When they have wealth dumped on them, they become very soft. You can see that with a lot of the royal family. That Because um, a lot of Muslims, you can't cuck them with, uh, 
you can't you can't really cuck them with force as you can see in Afghanistan they won they literally beat Russia and America but how do you cuck them you cuck them with excessive with like golden goblets and plates and a thousand wives and all that shit that's how you cuck a fierce islamic warrior but you know they try to remind that to their kids cuz that's what happened when the uh eastern warlords came and turned uh Baghdad into, you know, they say that um, the, the rivers ran black with ink and red with blood because all the scholars and the Islamic, because uh, the Islamic empire got so rich, and this isn't taught in a lot of European schools, but it's true. The Islamic empire got so rich that they got very soft. And there was uh, a story that's taught to a lot of Arab kids that, and it reminded me of the COVID-19 lockdowns where one, you know, horse archer, you know, Mongol woman could tell 50 men to wait in their house as she sharpened her sword and then she could chop all their heads off one by one like sheep. And the, and the warlords were mad at the Arabs at one point. They're like, why are you letting us do this? Look at this golden plate. You could have you bought a, a hundred spearmen for this. Why are you so weak? And it was because they got comfortable and soft. And that is not wealth. It's an Achilles heel. All right, so that was uh, something to, to look forward to. I actually do think it's something to look forward to, but watch out for the narratives of division because they want to keep... I know that sounds hippy-dippy and all that, but it, there's, there's real truth to it. Where they want to keep you fighting about shit that doesn't matter. Like red team, blue team, red team, blue team. It's like, so who are the good guys? McCain, Lindsey Graham, George W. Bush, are these good men? Are those, is that the right team or do they just keep switching colors every few years expecting you to have no memory so that you blame your neighbor for a collapse in supply chain? And I'm not saying to hurt rich people or resent them. I'm saying that look around you and realize how much wealth is all around you all the time. God's creation is unlimited possibilities and wealth. And it's true. And the more morality you have and the more gratitude you have, the more you're going to see it. France just did in Afghanistan and totally pulled out of West Africa for the first time in centuries. Yeah, the, the, the European and American empire is not doing great. But America is going to have a rush of wealth again. But the same thing will happen to America that happened to, is going to happen to Europe. Not all of Europe, but parts of Europe. German industry, all that. Because evil will always throw its biggest servants to the wolves. That's why it's a personal decision. It can become very overwhelming to think, uh, well, if everyone doesn't wake up, we're all fucked. No, it's a personal decision. Are you a servant of Satan or a servant of God, the Most High? The good, the true, the beautiful. Forget about, you know, are you, uh, are you a Presbyterian? That's a right answer. No, are you like into truth? Like, can you see through lies? Can you see through spells? Do you blame your neighbor for the gas prices because they voted for Nancy Pelosi? Right? Can you see through that? If so, can you see people's uh, intention, their heart? Well, then you're not serving the devil and you don't get thrown from his high horse. And, uh, and, and that's the meek shall inherit the earth. And I know that I'm not a Bible thumper, guys. I'm not. But there's so much truth in that shit, man. What's the guy's name who has this Europe, Europe, Europe theory? His name's Garland Nixon. I like him. I like Garland Nixon. He kind of reminds me of like every black conspiracy theorist in every movie that like gets killed. <laughs> I 
All right, so anyway, here's uh, two Super Chats, Now I'll get into Dave Chappelle. Jack Cat says, Cerulean Bear here. I hope you're happy now that the post office is open. The Veterans Day rant gets better each year. <laughs> yeah, if you guys really left it on the field, we'd be thinking about you on Memorial Day. But no, you had to pull back. You had to hide from the bullets. The real heroes get remembered on Memorial Day. Those are the ones that really served Wells Fargo and got yoked out in the desert. Drinking C4, shooting their 50 cals, fucking crushing. And now you want to, yeah, you guys get it. The Veterans Day. All right, paying the gay away for going to the WSU Cougar football game with my dad and nephew. I love my nephew, but I'm 31 and should be taking my own son. Thanks, BB. Yeah, I was just about to say, doing stuff with your family doesn't require paying gay away. But yeah, if, you should have a family. The plumbing company I work for in Spokane is hiring apprentices with no experience needed at $19 an hour starting pay in the commercial department. Commercial plumbing is basically brand new construction plumbing. It's not just shoveling shit. I've never seen a turd in my two years. I, I, guys, I couldn't recommend that more. I mean, I can't personally vouch for Cerulean Bear, but if you got an opportunity to make $19 an hour to learn one of the most important skills in society, which is being able to flush water... Uh, and you're looking and you're bored or you're looking for work or something and you're in that area, there it is. Vets didn't try hard enough. If they did, we'd be thinking about them on Memorial Day. Leave it on the field. All right. So for those of you that don't know, I know I've covered this a lot, but I have a history with Dave Chappelle. We're about to start breaking down the anatomy of Dave Chappelle. Uh, and this is pretty... Let's just say he seems pretty inspired by my jokes. Here we go. This is who I feel bad for. Because you got the LBGT, right? Yeah. Is there, there's more every day right now. But I'll tell you when it happened. It all started with the L's. And the L's are great. No one has, no one has a problem with the L's. Like, some of the L's were like, L's. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, L's. Great. You guys are really cool. You're great dinner guests. You know? Because they love knickknacking. Like, they always have interesting magnets. You know, it's like a Sylvia Plath poem on a mug. Like, they're good people. And then uh, the G's came in. And the G's are cool, but they, they're male. So they're a little more aggressive, but they're, they're a blast. You know, they're like, hey, we're the G's. And they're like, hey, G's, what are you guys up to? They're like, you know, we're facing some discrimination. Why don't we team up? You guys have the Subarus. We got, like, raves. And uh, we're pretty ripped. And we're fun. We're hilarious. Uh, so let's do that. You know, we're a little unpredictable. We might have a code problem, but uh, let's all team up. And the L's are going great. At this point, everything's going great. And then the bees came in. The bees threw people for a loop because you never really know if you can go camping with them, but they're cool. Like, you know, they're like, well, bang anybody. They're like, anybody? They're like, anybody. And at that point, everything's going good. And then everything changed with the T's. The T's came in, right? And they're like, hey, we're the T's. And they're like, hey, what's going on with you guys? They're like, like yeah, we're being discriminated against. And everyone's like, oh, we'll, we'll protect you, T's. And they're like, yeah, so let's all chop our cocks off. And everyone's like, hey, whoa, man. What's going on with you? They're like, oh, I'm going to chop off my cock. And now gender doesn't even exist. Nothing matters. A four-year-old can be a T. Everyone's like, dude, can we kick out the T? Did you put, the, oh, you put the Chappelle stuff. All right, good. This bitch down, and you go all the way back to the L. Yeah. Man, what's going on with you? They're like, oh, I'm going to chill on my cock, but now gender doesn't even exist. Nothing matters. 
A four-year-old can be a teen. Everyone's like, dude, can we kick out the teen? They're like, no, he's already brought the Q's, the A's, and the I's. And they're like, we're gonna burn this bitch down. And you go all the way back to the L's, and they're like, we should have just knitted sweaters. Oh, fuck, that might be a fucking great joke, guys. I started writing that yesterday. Yeah, that was the first time I ever did that. Or no, I did. Yeah, it was pretty much the first. All right, so watch this. Sorry, I'm giving too much commentary. Together all the time. LBGT, LBGT. And you think it's just one big movement. It's not. All those letters are their own movement. They just travel in the same car together. <laughs> so the G's are just driving the car. Of course, next to the G's in the passenger seat is the L's. Everybody likes the L's, except for the G's. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I just know the G's don't like them that much. The only thing that breaks the tension between the L's and the G's are the B's in the back seat. If it's one thing that the L's and the G's agree on, is that the B's are fucking gross. <laughs> They seem greedy to the L's and the G's, you know what I mean? They're just sitting in the backseat like, yeah, man, I'll fuck anybody in this car. What's going on, man? Guys, word for fucking word. <laughs> and sitting next to the bees, all the way in the backseat by themselves, looking out the window. That's the T's. Everybody in the car respects the T's, but everyone also resents the T's. It's not the T's fault, but everyone in the car just feels like the T's are making the trip take longer. See, that's where he's subverting it. You understand? So the trip to what? Acceptance of, of sodomy and uh, degeneracy and all that. See, that's why I would get mad at Dave Chappelle. It wasn't that he was inspired by my humor. If, if something's good for the world, if something's good for the world, I like when it spreads. Swear to God. That's why when that person asked me if they want to do like, a, I can't remember the thing. Was it a hill to grow on or whatever a phrase that we came up with? If they're doing good for the world, great. Ask my permission. If I like it and it's doing good, great. If you're trying to take over a coast, you know, I'm going to have a situation. But he took my joke and made it the opposite of reality. This is inversion. You see, I'll show you again. War is uh, an Academy Award. Health is a mask over your head. Beauty is a fat man sign. All right. So it makes the, the trip take longer. Where are you going? What is the progress? Progressive to where? And then his most famous joke that he, uh, in the last several years that he got in all that quote unquote trouble for, and he's in, uh, in Rolling Stone and all that. I did the joke years before he did. This is and the reason that I got, that mine just got silenced is because I did it while it was happening. Dave Chappelle did it after the damage was done. It's kind of like right now, people are backpedaling, trying to, uh, trying to say, oh, sorry about the vaccine. We're moving forward. Now it's about Ukraine and uh, Kazarian's feelings, right? We're already to the next thing. I was doing it while it was happening. You know, I was making fun of David Hogg as they were trying to get him accepted. And that's why I was so silenced. Now Dave Chappelle can, can harvest that credibility. And I'm about to show you 
what he's going to do, he's going to do the same thing when it comes to quote-unquote Jews uh, because he's a wizard's wizard. I find Chappelle funny sometimes still. Like, I was just watching that, and I, I couldn't help it. It's an involuntary reflex. I laughed when he's like, the bees are fucking gross. Like, he's a funny dude. But he's working, he's working to subvert, in my opinion. He feels very satanic to me. And uh, so check this out. Caitlyn Jenner is woman of the year, but hasn't been a woman for a full year. Caitlyn Jenner was voted woman of the year. Her first year as a woman. This is who I feel bad for. Because you got the LBGT, right? Okay, so that's it. All right, so... He's been doing this for a while, and that's not in the ether. I think about that. Like, sometimes there is, like, the 12 monkey thing, and the ether, like, we can all tap into some form of collective consciousness. That's a stolen-ass joke. And someone just said two of the other SNL Chappelle skits were your jokes too, BB. Which ones? Tell me what those are. Uh, and so, again, what he's saying is what I did was quoting my autistic physicist friend because I'm not saying Caitlyn Jenner is a woman. I'm saying my friend is like, Caitlyn Jenner has woman. Because what, what Chappelle did is say, but she, these things matter, dude. She hasn't been a woman for a full year. She's not, he is not a woman. I will call Bruce Jenner Caitlyn because I will respect people's names. I will not respect people's false pronouns. Okay. And that's a big, big, big difference. He literally did a joke about fucking a tranny recently. He's become increasingly disgusting. Yeah, he's like, uh, that's why they let him say some of this stuff is because he's completely controlled. He's done bits about how they have him on camera cheating on his wife. Um, does he know about the joke? Well, I've, I, yeah, I've sent, I've sent him this stuff. Chappelle voice is funny. I bet he does not write his jokes at all. <clears throat> yeah, I, I doubt that... I doubt that Chappelle was combing through YouTube, watching my shit, stealing my jokes. I bet it was his quote unquote team. Uh, I don't, I don't think that he's like obsessed with me or anything. I don't think that, um, you know, can't say nig in heaven. No way. He did that joke. This might be ether. This might be ether though. Cause I did this joke so recently, man, but they do write that week. No way. Hang on. Let's take a look at this. Remember I just did the joke, you're not allowed to say nigger in heaven? And that means I'm not allowed to be... All right. Hey, folks. It's me, Dave, and I'm here to remind all the kids watching that smoking is not cool. Smokers are. <laughs> anyway, I want to give you guys a heads up that I'm not going to be in this next sketch because I'm getting a little older and I need a little rest. But the sketch is really fun, and I wanted you guys to see it. So I asked a cast member to do my part. And because the show is a team sport, my man stepped up. So I hope he... Hello? Well, what is this place? Am I dead? Indeed you are, young man. So this is heaven? In a sense. What All right, it? so wh where does the nigger part come in? I'm not watching the whole thing. It's so boring. Me? Where am I? <clears throat> You in black heaven, biatch. Black heaven. 
Does anybody have a, uh, I'm not watching this shit. It's bad for my tuning fork. Whoa, so there's a different heaven for black people? Look at how they're, by the way, you want to break down how they're doing it? Look at how they're depicting black culture. It's a white guy as a pimp calling people. He's, he's, he's depicted as someone who sells women. Okay? Like, and, and the Jews, quote unquote, these fake ass fucking Jews, the, the Kazarians want to act like if you point out that the Holocaust narrative has a lot of holes in it, so much pain and hurt. Dude, you're in heaven, biatch, as a pimp. So black heaven is you're greeted by someone who beats and sells women as whores. You know, I mean, this is why I'm, I'm into what Kyrie and Ye and all these guys are doing, because they're fundamentally attacking the hypocrisy of this shit. You're, so, so they're, as I was talking to, I don't want to, that's, a, I don't want to say any private conversations, but it's, uh, it's, people are done with this shit, man. They're done with this shit. So a white man dressed as a pimp is now unbelievable. Yeah, youngin. <laughs> Where you think you is? So everybody up in here is black. That's right. A whole afterlife of beautiful black kings and queens. Okay, I, it's stupid. We're going to do the anatomy of, the, um, of his breakdown. Him saying he's not allowed to say nigger and uh, heaven is pretty funny, but it's just so gross. All right. Black heaven is made of Kit Kats. Warren Michaels needs to apologize. No, but see, that's the thing is don't, don't become, I get what you're saying, Boar Bear, but don't become your oppressors where it's like, where it's like, cause I see a lot of that with the neocons where they're like, the Democrats are the real racists. The hell's wrong with being racist. As long as you're not like making a blood libel claim or saying that you're genetically superior to somebody, but I'm racist. Not in the sense of like, my white skin makes me better. It just makes me different. I, I, I think races exist. That's all racism means. You know, the only group of people that claim that they're better than everyone else in the world because of their blood are Kazarian Jews. Like, quote unquote, white supremacy is literally just Jews. But to say, you know, I don't like rap. I like you know, people who strum guitars and sing about like sadness. I'm white. I like Bach. You know, I'm fine. And I don't have a victim consciousness. Nobody owes me anything. You know, um, God says, oh, shit. What? What are you talking about, God? Uh, wouldn't black heaven be hell? <laughs> For me? I don't know, though, man. I love... You guys want to know what two of my favorite fucking foods are in the world? Fried chicken and watermelon. My wife's been making fried chicken lately, and it's the it's like the greatest thing ever. You know, like I have a very black palate when it comes to uh, to uh, food. I love watermelon and I love fried chicken. Like literally, I don't like twerking. I don't like a lot of shit that has to do with the black world. It's a pretty goddamn good food. Not going to lie. It's, it's like that blew my mind says Kyneton. Yeah. Kyneton just said, that's the spell. FBI constantly says white supremacy is the number one problem in America. It is. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Jews. It's Jews guys. And I'm not saying Jewish people are the problem. It's the idea that your blood makes you special is literally promoted and bragged about by one group in America only. One. 
A lot of the quote unquote white racists just want to be able to live as they live without foreigners, which is not bad. That's not white supremacy. White supremacy is saying we are chosen by God because of our blood to conquer these stupid niggers and take all their shit. I don't feel that way. I know a lot of other quote unquote racists don't feel that way at all. We just want to be able to live as our parents lived, as our grandparents lived and raise our kids in our culture, which is good. If you don't feel that way, I don't trust you. One of the reasons I respect Yay West is because he wants to teach his people and make domes and fucking, you know, grow food and all that. I, I don't I don't trust anyone that doesn't have a people that doesn't have a way of life that doesn't rebel against oppression, you know. And so. All right. Now let's uh, let's break down the Chappelle joke. All right. The Chappelle monologue. start tonight, I just wanted to read a brief statement that I prepared. <laughs> I denounce anti-Semitism in all its forms. <laughs> and I stand with my friends in the Jewish community. And that, Kanye, is how you buy yourself some time. Okay, so I like that joke. So far, so good, all right? But understand, it's not because Chappelle's a good dude. It's because they have to. Like, after they, they after a spell runs its course, the Holocaust spell's dead, the COVID spell's dead, the, the tranny spell is dead, you know? People saw what they're doing to kids. So they have to do this. Now, that first joke is very well done. He's mocking being a shill. He's mocking... That whole idea that you, I, I, I approve of that joke. That joke, that was creepy. Well, yeah, I mean, his demeanor is creepy. But that joke is okay. He's, he's going to drop some stuff that's bad. It's not a joke. Yeah, but it's revealing, Denmark Bear. He, he, he used a lot of revealing with that. It's kind of like my joke of, um, Kyneton, will you send me that TikTok I did where I was apologizing and I was trying to get back on YouTube? When I was like, the Jews are not up to anything. They're great. Super honest. Remember that? Because I normally don't condone sarcasm, but if you do it with uh, the right amount of irony, like it's, it can be fucking hilarious because there's nothing they can do about it. You know, if you just state what they want you to submit to out loud, it's one of the craziest things you'll ever hear. And so that first joke I like, because I'm not just a Chappelle hater. Bear in mind... Me and my college lacrosse team, every single Chappelle show would sit around and watch it and laugh. It was like the only show that we would all sit around and watch. We loved it. Like we had Chappelle night. Loved Dave Chappelle. Killing Him Softly was an awesome special. Super talented. He sold out. He did. And you can see it. You know, him leaving and going to Africa, I was rooting him on the whole time. Loved it. So don't think that I'm, I'm just naturally want to hate on Chappelle. It's the same thing that happened with Rogan. And it's, 
it's not like that bigger you get, the more you have to play ball. Look at Kanye West. Look at Kyrie Irving. You still can be a living man. And they sold out for money, and that's why they're allowed to be the, uh, the puppet that goes out and makes everything okay with the slaves. Uh, but it's different when you're doing it on Jew run SNL. Well, that's a context to think about. Why is he allowed to do it? It's because he has to. This got 150,000 views. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. This went pretty big. All right. So let me, uh, I'll show you this. Like, I'm fine with this type of comedy. Hang on. Uh, how do I get this freaking? And it couldn't be reported. Because uh, the, I understand why the Soviet Union became so sarcastic. Because uh, it's a way to get through the censorship. But I, I still don't like sarcasm. Sarcasm translates to the cutting of flesh. It's like speaking falsity into the world. I try as hard as I can to not be sarcastic. But every now and then, a, um, a, a, a sketch like this is huge. Are going to... Think I'm a sellout in a shill and all that. And I promised you guys I'd never cuck. But I have kids to feed. My wife's pregnant with a fourth. And so I've crafted a statement. Maybe this will mend bridges at YouTube. I'm willing to change my mind on all of these topics. And I have a soundtrack. I'm ready to make some statements, YouTube. Please let me back in. I don't want to say it either, guys, but here we are. Being gay is great. <laughs> In fact, it's actually better than being normal. I'm totally into population reduction. You need as many booster shots as they're willing to give you. Caitlyn Jenner is not only a woman, but was never a man. David Hogg is brave and a beautiful boy. By the way, this is the reason that this is funny is because it's what they want us to believe. They want us to believe that Caitlyn Jenner is not only a woman, but was never a man, even when he won the Olympics. No, are you fucking? And, and uh, Pockets of the Future was talking about this last night that they almost like it more when you submit to something that everyone knows is fake because it shows that you have no more free will. All right. The way to protect your family is to disarm yourself. <laughs> Bill Nye and the Pope totally get it. Jews are never up to anything. They are very open, public, and honest, and have assimilated extremely well into normal people's society. <laughs> Sodomy actually makes your anus stronger. The greatest healers like Bill Gates are convicted criminals with a background in the creation of cyber viruses, and they get awards from the UN for lowering the number of living people that exist. <laughs> Only N-words are allowed to say N-word, and they are victims and need to be protected from words from racially dominant people who cannot say the N-word because we are obviously not N-words. Okay, so that right there is why I never stopped saying nigger because it was fundamentally white supremacist. And that's hard for a lot of people to understand. But in 2022, I think a lot of people are seeing it now that uh, 
if I'm to say that because of my white skin, if I say a word, I take away all the power from someone with black skin, I'm participating in Zionism. I'm participating in this evil, like, mentality. And that's why they have to silence me because my shit keeps aging great. You know, like if, if they hadn't taken me off YouTube, that shit would be going so viral right now. Because at the time, people didn't see it, a lot of people, and now they do. They're like, oh my God, so Kanye West isn't allowed to say nigger anymore? But this other guy can't. It's like, yes, yes, yes. Do you see it now? It's a way to subjugate people. I'm ready to say it. The best way to show a bank teller you are not a threat to her safety is by wearing a mask. They literally said that. That to show everybody that you're not a threat to their safety, and when you walk into a bank, you should put a mask on your face. <laughs> Don't submit, guys. The best part about being a conspiracy theorist is not having myocarditis. And the scariest illnesses are the ones with no biological symptoms, except for communism. <laughs> I hope this has done a lot to heal. And I'm ready to be returned to YouTube. Okay, so you guys get what I'm doing there. And so that's why Chappelle's first joke I'm okay with, even though I know where this goes and I know how much of a fucking shill he is but um, and how he's using agendas and he's going to get into the war in Ukraine and all this stuff and how he's a Democrat. <laughs> like a good little boy, right? He's such a good little boy. And I know the argument. They say, well, he's just buying time to, to fight the big fights. Joe Rogan told me that on the phone once. One of the last conversations we had, and we didn't talk much. But he said, you know, you got you to gotta pace yourself for the big fights. Which, like what, Joe? Like the time you told everybody that anyone who was against, or like the week before COVID broke out, when you said, quote unquote, that everybody who's anti-vax is a kook. Who paid your 200 million, Joe? It's not your comedy fans, quote unquote, because you're not funny. Okay, here we go. Every, every day, every battle is, is the fight. Every one. Never lie and cuck to serve a future battle. Now, you don't have to engage in every battle, but just don't lie. Like, I don't like property taxes, but I'm going to pay them. I don't find them moral, but it's not a fight I'm willing to do right now. But I'm not going to go, anyone who's against property taxes is a kook. That's the difference between being a house and... All right, so anyway, let's go. I got to tell you guys, I've probably been doing this uh, 35 years now. And early in my career, I learned that there are two words... In the English language, you should never say it together in sequence. And those words are the and juice. See, that's where he's starting to be a little, uh, little bit of a houseboy, right? Because he's saying you're not allowed. These are the rules, everyone. Because he's about to drop some truths. You're going to walk away feeling. It's kind of like eating McDonald's. You feel like you ate something, but you're still hungry, right? It's like, and it's probably poison. What he just said is saying, okay, because he doesn't say the Jews. You know, he's saying these are the rules. Listen to me. I'm the magical black man from the big house. Okay. 
And so, and it gets worse. Yeah, that's the version. I get it. It's funny. My joke about the Jews was the difference between the Jews being a identity and an insult is in your eyebrows. This is my joke. It's much funnier. I said, you can say the Jews or you could say the Jews. And a lot of communication is in your face. You see how much funnier my fucking joke is? It's like the Jews and the Jews. The eyebrows are what's really being looked at about whether or not you're an anti-Semite or you're just pointing out a group of huddled, beautiful people, right? You see how much, I'm not trying to be a dick, but my joke is obviously funnier because I'm not saying, hey, slaves, this is the rule. <laughs> okay. I heard someone do good after they said that. <laughs> do good according to the Jews. I've heard, I've seen many of people do really good in their lives after saying that. Kanye's gotten into some scrapes before, and normally when, he, when he's in trouble, I pull up, I pull up immediately. But this time I was like, you know what? Uh, let me see what's gonna happen first. I just wanna see, I just wanna see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, cause you're a, cause you know, cause you're a sellout. We'll see where, where this goes. I can't even remember how it started. Okay, this, this part's funny. This part is, uh, is funny because Ye's original post is kind of ridiculous <laughs> because he talks about how he's about to go to bed, but he's going to go DEFCON 3 on the Jews. Now, in context, it's obvious that he's talking about verbal. It's obvious that, that a high fashion designer on, like with no history of violence is not about to start a race war. Obviously, you have to intentionally misunderstand that. But it still is like odd and, and weird. All right, so watch this. Remember, it started with a tweet, strange tweet. It was like, um, I'm feeling a little sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give me some rest, but when I wake up, I'm gonna go DEFCON 3 <laughs> on the Jews. <laughs> and then he just went to bed. Like, that's funny. You know, I'm just going to be as objective as I as possible. Like, that's that was a funny take on that on that post. All right. <laughs> Sounds like canned laughter. No, I think this is legit. If I was there and in the if I was like a liberal city goer, I'd be laughing at that. Here we go. I grew up around Jewish people. I bet you did. I have a lot of Jewish friends. I bet so you do. I'm not do. freaked out by your culture. I know a little bit about it just from hanging around. I'd be like, yo, yo, let's go out after school tomorrow. They'd be like, we can't go out. It's sha-na-na tomorrow. I'd be like, what? That's funny. I, I relate to that a lot. Um... <laughs> what is sha-na-na? I had so many questions. Why do some of your people dress like Run DMC? <laughs> A funnier joke would have been Gargamel, but as you know, since Gargamel has a worse connotation, he has to say uh, uh, someone in the black. You guys are getting so he's being very soft-handed because he could have easily tagged that joke with something even funnier. It's like, what is Shanana? Oh, it's another one of your genocides, right? I, and I don't know if the crowd would be ready for that. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just being a little optimistic. 
But if you look at, um, you know, the Jewish holidays, they're all based around when they slaughtered a group of going. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. It's, I get it. Everybody's got fucked up holidays, you know, like Easter. And I get it. It's when you guys killed this guy that everyone liked. Kanye <laughs> woke up from that net, we went right to work. A year ago, I'd seen him on a podcast called Drink Champs, a great show, uh, and, and it was it was an amazing appearance. Uh, Noriega and them were there, the rappers that I love, and they all had their gold chains and stuff on. And uh, Kanye said, "Only millionaires wear chains." They said, "What?" He said, "I'm a billionaire." It's, it's kind of funny that Chappelle's wearing a chain. <laughs> Just don't wear their money on their body. I tucked my chain and I said, oh, snap. <laughs> oh, that's why he did it. That's funny. <laughs> see, it's, see he's, he's, he has to offer truth that Kanye obviously made some good points because a lot of people are now seeing that he made good points. But he's going to use that momentum and he's about to start discrediting him. I love play-by-play grabber football. It was fun and funny. But when he woke up, he went on Drink Champs again. This time, he was on one. He was mad about something. He said, I can say anti-Semitic things. And Adidas can't drop me. Now what? Adidas dropped that nigga immediately. That's, that's funny and true. Because if you're going to make a claim and a challenge like that, expect a challenger to arise. I've, I've learned that over the years that if I make a challenge to the world, someone will accept that. I was, I was talking some shit before I got kicked off Twitter uh, because I was talking shit about how I didn't care if sponsors dropped me because I had direct connection to my audience through Twitter. And looking back, that was probably pissed off some Jews. And they were like, uh, you know, they, they kicked me off Twitter. <laughs> Yay was right. They still have to pay him, though. Um, anyway, let's keep going here. There we go. Um, I like that he brought that into, into mass consciousness. Adidas was founded by Nazis, but what were Nazis? Ukrainians right now, a lot of them are neo-Nazis. A lot of them are doing sig howls with swastikas and all that. So no one defines Nazis properly. Nazi has become this like boogeyman word for people that want solidarity, cultural solidarity. That being said... There are quote-unquote Nazis that uh, have played along with this false narrative so that they can be made into the bad man. Because you don't have a right to slaughter Russians because they're quote-unquote genetically inferior. And I know a lot of good-hearted quote-unquote Nat Sock guys will be like, oh no, that's not what we want. There, I know some Nazis where that's what they want. They think that Oh, the Slavs and the Russian, a lot of these people are genetically inferior and that they have, but I'm not saying that that's what the Germans wanted in the thirties. I'm not looking for an argument, but I've, I've witnessed that. I've witnessed that that is a thing that some people want. And that's, that's the, uh, the poison pill that the devil will, will give to you guys. Ashkenazi. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I mean, the quote unquote Nazis are working with the quote unquote Kazarian Jews. I mean, the, the, the Azov Battalion is founded and funded by 
people who call themselves Jews that are Zionists. So, although some of the guys I'm sure I'd get along with, you know, crushing, everyone's getting it. They know pandas are fake, but uh, that's, that's kind of how these spells are working. Let's just keep going with grabber football. I don't want to do that. I, I've only gone four minutes. Pass the students or pass the teacher. <laughs> but see, what Kanye did, see, what he's starting to do here is he's starting to paint a picture that what Kanye did was, quote-unquote, anti-Semitic, which is already a spell. Because the Semitic people are the Arabs and the Phoenicians. You know, these big-nosed, white, you know, looking, fucking offended ADL, goblin-looking people are not Semitic people. So to say anti-Semitic is already in the aversion. I'll show you the meme again and again. Health is a bag over your head. War is a, a movie production. Beauty is a fat man. And science is a plexiglass at a restaurant, right? Anti-Semitic is already fake. Because... Uh, ben Shapiro is not Semitic, technically. Neither is any of these, like, you know, any of these white-skinned, big-nosed guys. They're not Semites. So it's already... And what Kanye said was provocative. It was rhetorical. It wasn't dialectically accurate. And I'm not just defending the guy. I'm being objective. But it wasn't hateful. What he was going to say is, these fucking Jewish, quote-unquote, Jewish doctors have been drugging me and trying to control me and they're fucking me over in contracts, and they're pushing vaccines on Kim Kardashian to tell all the blacks to fucking sterilize themselves. That's what he meant. And either you are honest that that's obviously the intention, or you're dishonest and you're serving the shadow. That's a reality. Okay, so let's continue. And so Chappelle is already starting to spin his web of lies that Kanye out anti-Semitic the Nazis at Adidas. You have not established that, that what Kanye did was quote-unquote anti-Semitic. One, the word means nothing. And two, going DEFCON 3 on the Jews doesn't mean anything. It's like, yeah, he's going to start calling out the Hollywood Jews. Okay? So he's already starting to spin. It's a big deal. Yeah, Black Lady Bear is right. Semitics are basically Afro-Asiatic. Yes, exactly. In Brooklyn, show business rules. Is this a rule? You know, the rules of perception. If, if they're black... Oh, this is great. This is fucking... This is a, he's about to lay out a joke that, that you should repeat and tell all your coworkers. Because it's... You're not going to get in trouble for this one. And this is great. But see, he's, he's, he's loading up his weapon to be a wizard here. Because he's getting street cred with jokes like this. This is true, what he's about to say. And it's a gang. If they're Italian, it's a mob. But if they're Jewish, it's a coincidence. And he should never speak about it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. It's great until he starts subverting it and, and making this a rule. When he's starting to say Kanye is unwell. I hate that shit. It's like, because they all did the same shit to me. Oh, Owen's crazy. Oh, really? Maybe because I can fucking see stuff that you can't see? <laughs> Denmark Bear has a good joke. Maybe Detcon 3 on the Jews. Nice one, Denmark Bear. Good one. Kanye got in so much trouble, Kyrie got in trouble. <laughs> not truthful or accurate. I understand why people laugh, but that's not true. Kyrie got in trouble because he wouldn't take... Uh, not a lot of black athletes didn't take the vaccine, but Kyrie was one of the few to show his community that you could refuse it. And he gave them strength. 
And that's a big no-no amongst the Kazarian Jews. And so that wasn't true what Chappelle just said. Oh, and Kanye actually told me this morning, they canceled stadium tours for him from the White Lives Matter t-shirt. Before the DEFCON 3 shit, they had already canceled his stadium tours because of the White Lives Matter shirt. So, so the, the, um, the timeline is already off. It was the White Lives Matter shirt was what got him in the trouble. And then the saying, when I wake up, I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on the Jews, he meant spilling beans, obviously. And so watch as the, and bear in mind, there's a lot about Chappelle I find funny, but watch as the wizard spins, because this isn't true, what he's saying. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving posted a, a, a link to a movie that he had seen on Amazon. No caption on the post or nothing like that, but apparently this movie had some, I don't know, anti-Semitic tropes or something. It was some weird title, like from Hebrew to Negro or something. That's funny. And the NBA told me he should apologize, and he was slow to apologize. And then the list of demands to get back in their good graces got longer and longer. And this, this is where, you know, I draw the line. I know this is what he's about to do. I take umbrage with. And it's one of the biggest fucking, one of their salvaging moves right now is to put, pin this all on quote unquote white people. Because the Kazarian Mafia hides behind whites. They're always like, oh, white America, white supremacy, white, white, white. Oh, really? Oh, really, motherfucker? So you're going to tell me this meme? Jewish billionaires have no power. White people in trailer parks in West Virginia run the country. Here's how that spell works, though. The white people in trailer parks do run the country. Those are the ones keeping the lights on and the shit moving in the pipes. Jewish billionaires actually have no power. You understand? We're at a high level of wizard slaying right now. Okay? We're at a high level of wizard slaying right now. Oh, shit. Let's continue. Listen to what he's about to say. This is total bullshit, and it keeps re-victimizing blacks to thinking that they're slaves. Which people have been through terrible things all over the world, but, 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 but you can't blame that on black Americans. You just Okay, but what about white Americans, Dave? And he knows better. He fucking knows better. So the white sharecroppers in the South, those guys were part of the slave trade. And you want to start doing generational blaming? Really? You want to go down that route? It's a war crime, Dave. So you're going to say because of white skin. So my four little sons are responsible for the Holocaust. That's a, 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 an event so true it's illegal to question it in nine countries. Not today, Dave. And yeah, you can do your little dance and you can be your little wizard, but you don't fucking trick me and you're not tricking a lot of other people too. And just because people are thirsty to hear someone talk about Jews on SNL, no. What you're trying to do is pin it on quote unquote white people. You just can't. You know what I mean? Thanks for the one person that said me. Yeah, the audience fucking gets it. I'm just kidding. The audience doesn't get it. They're terrified liberals. A fair punishment would be you should just post a link to Schindler's List and y'all write your own captions. <laughs> Schindler's List, just for those of you that don't know, was a fictional novel that was written in Australia. It won an award for historical fiction. You know what fiction means, right? 
It means fake, not true. There was no Schindler. There was no list. It was produced by a alleged pedophile named Steven Spielberg, whose adopted black daughter now gets fucked on camera for drug money. And he was at least partially responsible for the death of a child on the set of Poltergeist. You want to fill that in, Dave? The big truth tower. So Schindler's List is something that we should take as historical fact. What about Jurassic Park or Jaws? Now that Steven Spielberg is actually a fear merchant and extremely evil. Okay, Dave, let's see where you're going to go next. <laughs> Kyrie Irving's black ass was nowhere near the Holocaust. Neither, neither was us, Dave. Neither was us. Did you steal my fucking bike, Dave? Was your, uh, my bike was stolen by someone with a black ass. Hey, Dave, you got a black ass. Give me my fucking bike back. You want to talk about reparations? Return the bike, Dave. Oh, it doesn't feel too good when you're making racial declarations, does it? Does it, Dave? If I'm responsible for the alleged Holocaust, then your black ass is responsible for the theft of a blue dino that was on my porch in Oswego, New York in 1991. Return the bike, Dave. But see, people are so fucking weak that by now they're laughing along. They're in their little goldfish bubble. And he's gotten their trust with a couple true jokes. And now it's time to lay on the propaganda. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why Dave Chappelle gets the big bucks. Because he establishes the other gate for the sheep to walk through, right? Oh, it's not the blacks that killed the Jews. It's the whites. The American nation went to war to fight Germany. And the German people aren't responsible for the Holocaust either. That's how they enslave these people. And what is the Holocaust? Why would you call a tragedy the burnt offering in Hebrew? The Holocaust means the burnt offering. Who got burnt and who offered it? Imagine if one of your relatives got raped and murdered and you called it a burnt offering. Maybe you're the one who did it. Maybe the people who named it the burnt offering may have been responsible. Jesus. Here we go, Dave. Tap dance for those bananas. In fact, he's not even certain it existed. <laughs> it, it didn't exist the way it's described. Fact. I saw one news pundit screaming about Kanye. She said, mental health is no excuse for that type of language. Yes, it is, bitch. <laughs> you kill somebody if you're mentally ill. Listen, okay, I don't think Kanye is crazy at all. I think he's possibly not well. Okay, what about all the people you were? So his head writer, that I, a guy I used to know, Neil Brennan, was so depressed while he was writing for Chappelle's show that he had to give himself horse tranquilizers, ketamine. Kanye West doesn't take drugs. Kanye West is artistic. So you're going to tell me that your ma managers and agents and booking people and all people, all the people around you, Dave, they're well. Neil Brennan's a, a mentally well guy. You know, the guy that has to take horse tranquilizers so he doesn't kill himself. But Kanye is unwell? Huh. It almost feels like you're saying stuff in exchange for money to subvert your own people, Dave. Dave, here we go. Well, I've been to Hollywood. 
No one's got to get mad at me. I'm just telling you. So this is him about to salvage more credibility. It's like it's like breathing. This is how propaganda works. You can't. You don't just lay it on people like what the ADL is trying to do. Everybody apologize to me. It's making everyone hate Jews and everyone fucking can feel it. And it's like, so what they're doing is they're breathing. They're going to say a true thing and pull back. True thing. And they're doing that because they're in the state of collapse. And I will. And as I'm doing this, even though I don't feel I need to remind people this, Jewish people aren't in on it. A lot of them are spiritually in on it because they've uh, collected the currency of victim status where they, you know, when they, when they, when they're late to work, they say, Oh, but I'm, I'm being oppressed. That's about the extent of it. Okay. So this isn't about blame. I forgive everybody for the wrongs done to me. You know, I don't, I don't feel I've been wronged. I feel like my life is going awesome. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about building these demon delivery. People can't affect you negatively. I'm just breaking this down so that people, to help people understand how spells work and how to see through the propaganda done through comedy. Oh, Black Lady Bear says, so didn't he allegedly run to Africa because of mental breakdown? Yes, yes. He's being a bit of, a, of an asshole right now because he knows that they all called him crazy and unwell because he didn't feel like, um, you know, doing that job anymore. That's why Dave Chappelle is a little infuriating because I know he knows better. I know he knows better. But parts of what he's saying right now are cool. It's bringing stuff into mass consciousness. I'm not, I'm not mad at Dave Chappelle. Okay, this isn't a personal thing. I know that some people don't understand that, that I can be so capable of conflict and these analyses and being like so what appears to be cold or mean, and I'm not. You know, I'm always rooting for everybody. If Dave Chappelle stopped doing this, I'd be the, his biggest fan. All right. I'm just breaking down the rhetorical and dialectical nature of his words and what the point of it is and why these people are fed so much fiat. No, was, this was just what I saw. It's a lot of juice. Like, that's great, but he has to do that. But that, that's obviously great. Obviously, I, I love, even though he's stealing again, the Jew stuff is my territory, Dave. And I know that, you know, it's hard for you to write your own fucking premises, but he's totally sold out. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they have, uh, I think they have blackmail on him, is my opinion. Because someone asked if I interacted with him a couple times, and he seemed very artistic. I think Dave Chappelle has a tremendous amount of talent. And uh, when I interacted with him, he didn't appear to be one of these Hollywood guys. Like he was like in his own head. He was like, I think he brought a boom box and he was like dancing by himself. He's weird, but weird in a way that I relate to, you know, weird in a way where I'm like, oh, that guy's kind of cool, but he's a fucking sellout, dude. Watch this. Like a lot. (laughs) But that didn't mean anything. You know what I mean? There's a lot of black people in Ferguson, Missouri. That ain't even run a place. No, no, but see, that metaphor is totally retarded. If he's going so fast that you can't stop and think about, because the Jews do run Hollywood and the blacks didn't run Ferguson, Missouri. That would be the, the, the metaphor would be there's a lot of Mexicans in Hollywood. That doesn't mean they run the place. 
What he just said was fundamentally dishonest. And if you can take 10 seconds to analyze it, the actual logic proof of it, if then, you know, you realize that what he just said was a lie. I can see if you had some kind of issue, you know what I mean? You might go out to Hollywood and you might, might start connecting some kind of lines and you could maybe adopt the delusion that the Jews run show business. It's not a crazy thing to think. You just said delusion. But it's a crazy thing to say out loud in a climate like this. In a climate like this? What does that mean? So if you connect the dots, they do it about white people. Oh, white America, white America. I'll be one of your kids. White America, look, Brittany. They can do that all day long. Are, are you not connecting the dots? Those dots aren't real though, because the West Virginia trailer park isn't actually oppressing the black man. My parents didn't, I didn't, no one does. And by the way, even the Jews don't oppress the black man. Only you can oppress yourself. That's why when Ye West said, uh, slavery is a choice. It blew everyone's mind because it is true. Even the Jews aren't to blame for the oppression. They make offers, right? And so to connect the dots that every single studio, every single network, every single one is run by a Kazarian Jew. Not just a Jew, not the Arab Jews, not the, not the actual Semitic ones, but white, they all look like Sam Harris they all look like they're like clones. And it's like, you're not allowed to point that out. That's the rule you just gave your people, Dave, in this climate. What climate is that, Dave? You're, you're about to start propagandizing a war against Russia. All right. To try and get a lot more, quote unquote, white people killed. Huh, Dave? Why don't you go fight Russia? <laughs> midterms are over and it's crazy climate and i gotta tell you uh i feel like this midterm is like all of humanity depends on it no it, it's an ominous sign the no most it, no it doesn't at all it's a popularity contest for people who take orders from banks that have the same agenda since 1913 okay so that's another provable lie what is sign in midterms i believe would be herschel walker who i i don't want to this, this is funny because herschel walker does appear very dumb Badly of because he's black. <laughs> but I have to admit, he's, um, he's observably stupid. <laughs> Even when he's not talking, his mouth be open a little bit. Like. Yeah, but, but so's Shaq, though. Shows, so's Charles Barkley. So's Don Lemon. So's all the sellouts. But see, you see, they're allowed to, just because Herschel Walker, and I'm not backing Herschel Walker, he seems like a piece of shit to me. But just because he says abortion's bad, you're now allowed to, uh, to talk shit about him. You see how it's just total bullshit? But that is a funny joke, though. <laughs> He's the kind of guy that looks like he thinks before he makes a move on tic-tac-toe. I'm watching the news now. They're declaring the end of the Trump era. Now, okay, I can see how in New York you might believe this is the end of his era. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I live in Ohio amongst the poor whites. 
A lot of you don't understand why Trump was so popular, but I, I get it. Cause what I, he's about to say is true. I hear it every day. He's very loved. And the reason he's loved is because people in Ohio have never seen somebody like him. He's what I call an honest liar. That's, that's, that's true. Not joking right now. He's an honest liar. That first debate, that first debate, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a white male billionaire screaming at the top of his lungs, this whole system is rigged, he said. <laughs> and across the stage was a white woman, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, sitting over there looking at him like, no, it's not. I said, now, wait a minute, bro. It's what he said. And the moderator said, well, Mr. Trump, if in fact the system is rigged, as you suggest. Commentary, commentary, because this is probably copyrighted. Commentary, commentary. What would be your evidence? Remember what he said, bro? He said, I know the system is rigged because I use it. I said, God damn. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's all true. He's using this right now to pump. He's saying true stuff to build up credibility to about to slather out some more propaganda. But that's obviously true what he just said. And then he pulled out an Illuminati membership card, chopped a line of cocaine up and... <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, because Trump is a bit of a piece of shit, but he's like pretty open about it. But what, what Chappelle will never say here is why is it the end of the Trump era? Why did MAGA endorsed candidates all lose? I don't think it was all rigged. I mean, maybe, but I think that a lot of people don't like Trump's vaccine stance. And that a lot of the MAGA people aren't dumb cult followers. Like, like a lot of these people start believing their own propaganda where it's like, oh, not these fucking MAGA people. They'll, they'll follow Trump anywhere. No, a lot of them, it's because he called out vaccines. And you'd be surprised how many people, millions of people, their main focus is vaccines. You know, I got some guys that write to me all the time with these clips, and I'll, 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 shout, I'll shout out the person that someone, someone wanted me to shout out, Candace Owens, for being against vaccines. And this guy's very passionate about it. He, like, writes me a lot of gravy. He's a nice guy. He can be hypercritical at times, but, you know, whatever. Um, and he was talking about how Candace Owens, and I said, she works for PragerU and Dennis. She works for PragerU and Daily Wire. She's a shill. And he's like, I know, but she called out vaccines. And I'm like, Okay. I'll give her props. That was a major reason why Trump had so much support amongst, as uh, Dave Chappelle called it, the poor whites. Okay. And so when Trump started calling himself the father of the vaccine and that it was a miracle from God, sure, you're going to have your MAGA retards be like, oh, he had to or else we'd been locked down for 20 years. Oh, he was just speeding up the process. Oh, he did it because the white hats, you know, I mean, people that are gone. But a lot of people that I know that had Trump stickers in 2016 didn't vote because they're like, there's no point. He couldn't have done worse. You know how a lot of people have abortion is the one thing that they vote on. Some people it's fucking vaccines. And Trump did Project Warp Speed and he brags and brags and brags about it. Not only he's still pushing the vaccine. The, the CDC has now finally admitted that the vaccine causes myocarditis in children. Okay? And so that's why, and Chappelle won't cover that. No, he's paid by the pharmaceuticals. All these big boys are all paid by the same people. And so the vaccines do a lot of damage 
And so a lot of people, you know, it, it, it slivered down. Like people aren't like, yeah, I'm going to back anything Trump backs. Now, now he, he abused that when he left in his supporters in prison and, and let out Lil Wayne and he didn't drain any swamp and he spent more money than Obama. People were still forgiving him for that. They're like, yeah, but we're still, he's still honest. He's an honest liar. He said that he's a liar and that, that, that gives him ethics. And no, I, I'm so done with that guy. I think he's worse than Biden. I think Biden is a lot easier to read and he's such a humiliation that he's not going to trick people into doing something evil, you know, and, and Chappelle's never going to touch that shit. No one ever heard someone say something that true. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. <laughs> And then he said, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't, because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. And with that, my friends, a star was born. He's right. He's right. That's why people, that's why I like Trump. I was always wary of him, but I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> you know? And... The fact he was talking shit to Bill Gates on Twitter and the fact that he was talking shit back to Rosie O'Donnell, it was great. But it was all still bullshit. It brought in something so evil. And now you can see that Trump only cares about himself and it's he's not the savior. And, it, and the good thing about Trump, why he was a blessing, everything's a blessing, is because he brought in the awareness of the two-party system debacle. God says... Trump said there was no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and they knew it before going to war, got my vote. Yeah, exactly. But, and then people go, yeah, but he kept us out of war. It's like, yeah, he genocided his own people. That vaccine was a fucking genocide. And let me tell you, you're never going to hear it on the TV. They're going to be a little sheepish. Oh, sorry, my bad. We're sorry. We're a little sorry, but good luck trying to sue us. Go to vaccine court. You know, your, your four-year-old four just died of a heart attack. But, you know, we didn't know. It was the speed of science. They knew. They all knew. They get awards for depopulation. Okay? And, uh, and so it's like, what did he actually do that was good? All right, here we go. No one had ever seen anything like that. No one had ever seen somebody come from inside of that house, outside, and tell all the commoners, we are doing everything that you think we are doing <laughs> inside of that house. They just went right back in the house and started playing the game again. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. The Democrats were sore losers. I'm a Democrat. I'm telling you, as soon as he won. Oh, you're started. a Democrat, huh? You're a Democrat? You see what he's doing? Democrats are sore losers. I'm a Democrat. Oh, so so you you you're backing Joe Biden? As soon as you identify in that two party system, you're you're playing games. I know he knows better. Yeah, the whole election denial started with Hillary Clinton. Anyone that has any memory knows this. I don't rant about this because the politics are just an energy suck. But we all know this. It's like they're they're lying right in front of you, and they're trying to get you to not remember. And so many people don't remember. They're like. Oh, the big lie, the big lie, election denial. The first person to do it was Hillary Clinton. They had a whole documentary called Kill Chain about how the Republicans rigged all the elections. Guess what? They probably did. 
And guess what? The Democrats do too. You know, it's like once Lance Armstrong was revealed to be doping, you realize the next 500 cyclists were all doping too. If you have somebody cheating in elections, both sides are cheating or else they wouldn't be competing and they're going to justify it with themselves. And guess what? It doesn't even matter. The more they cheat, the more that they do the corruption, the less prana, the less energy they get because we don't believe it. We don't go in there hitting that button thinking it's going to do anything anymore. The Democrats, they're like, oh, uh, Trump collusion, Russia. Oh, they stole the election. Stole, stole, stole. Fat Stacey Abrams, all these people. And then the Republicans do the same thing. Oh, stolen. Everything's stolen. Everything's stolen. Or not. Or they're both stolen. Or people are like not into Trump's vaccine shit. Why would I? The the left and right are so similar. Wait till you see the video I'm about to show you with Lindsey Graham. And then you tell me who the good side is. All right, let's watch the show a little bit more. I got to read some mail. Started saying all that he's colluding with Russia. He's colluding with Russia. It was very embarrassing as a Democrat. But as time went on, we all came to learn he was probably colluding with Russia. Why? You actually learned that it wasn't. That what it was was he wasn't willing to go to war. And I'll back Trump and, 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 you know, I'm just trying to be as objective as possible. The reality is... He didn't want to go to war with Russia and keep the Ukrainian FTX fucking pump going with uh, Hunter Biden on the, um, on the energy board and Kelomorsky and all these people. Lie, 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 right? So that isn't true. The more we learned about Russia collusion, the more we learned it wasn't true, Dave, and that there was a lot of people like the Steele dossier and all the nonsense, total bullshit. The Russia collusion was simply he didn't want to fight Putin because the neocons wanted him to. That was it. Now, do they cheat? Do they rig? Yes, they all do. They all do. And that's okay. You know, it is what it is. You're not going to change it. I even look at his wife different now. His wife is beautiful, no question about it, but she looks like the kind of chick that James Bond would smash but not trust. That's pretty funny. Why got all them documents at his house? What is this? This guy that's famous for that. See, this is why don't engage in the binary. Because the first thing I'd say is, what about Hillary's documents? Okay, now you're arguing. You're, you're each defending a criminal. That's why I'm not into politics. It's like, oh, why does he have all these documents in his house? Then the first thing you say is, you're a hypocrite. Hillary Clinton has documents. Yeah, they're all, they all suck. And, and your fate is not connected to them. Your fate is connected to your faith, your community, your health, your family, your ability to be productive in times of despair. That's, what you're, that's your future. It does more to talk to other bears on our app and get healthy and grow some nutritious food than all the voting in all the world. It's a joke. They do it to control you. They have to make it look like it's, it's your fault that everything keeps happening. You consented. It's your fault. The more people say, oh, they're both the same, the more you move on with your life. This press briefings. Now all of a sudden he got 10,000 doctors and has some casualties. I've been fired from jobs many times in my life. And, and I will be very honest with you. Sometimes I was fired. I... 
stole things from the office. Of course he did. Of course. Blues, computer mouses. A bike, a bike, a fucking bike, Dave. A dino, a blue dino. Yeah, of course he steal. Kind of stuff. But you know what I never stole from work? Work. Obviously not comparable. That's it's just dumb. It's just dumb shit to throw to the sheep. That doesn't even make sense. War in Ukraine brought it all into focus. And, and lucky for everybody in the Western world, the Ukrainians are way better fighters than we thought they'd be. I mean, these guys. No, no, that's all. This is all bullshit. I'm about to break this down in a second. They killed ten thousand Russians the first week of the war. Even the Vietnamese were like, God damn, that's some good numbers. <laughs> this is before they had weapons. Before we started sending them weapons, they was killing Russians with things you can find around the house. No, no that's not true, Dave. Well, watch this. This is from 2014. You fucking lying shill. Okay, this is Lindsey. Okay, so this is the Red Party. This is Lindsey Graham and... Um, John McCain and all this. Look at the hand rubbing, by the way. This is why it's not, that's, this is why the term grabber is so appropriate. To the best of my knowledge, Lindsey Graham isn't a Jew, but watch his hand rubbing and watch out what they're doing with the Ukrainians. Oh, really? So they were fighting people uh, in 2021, 2022, Dave, or 2022 without weapons. No, no, that's actually not remotely fucking true, you liar. Admire the fact that you will fight for your homeland. Look at his hand rubbing. Your fight is our fight. 2017 will be the year of offense. All of us will go back to Washington. By the way, this is why they got mad at Trump. This is why I like Trump, because I was already out of the right left a bit. Um, but this is like, oh, these guys hate Trump because Trump wouldn't do the offense. And I do think that was legit. I do think that there was some, some truth to that. And uh, so the Repu so voting Republican means nothing. It does, the, these guys are all Republicans. No, they were armed. They were being supported by NATO. They were being completely puppeted. It was a money laundering scheme through Ukraine with Burisma and crypto and, and Zelensky and all the, all the people, you know? And the people he's talking to in this room do hail Hitler salutes. So when anyone, someone says Nazi, just disregard all of it. It's all bullshit. And watch the hand rubbing. And we will push the case against Russia. He's still hand rubbing. Enough of a Russian aggression. It is time for them to pay a heavier price. For the hand rubbing. Our fight is not with the Russian people, but with Putin. By the way, I bet all the Ukrainians in that room are now dead. Ukraine has faced way more losses than Russia, by the way. Dave Chappelle should know that if he wasn't a fucking idiot. Liar. Look at the hand rubbing. Our promise to you is to take your cause to Washington. With the hand rubbing. Inform the American people of your bravery. I mean, guys, the hand rubbing is insane. And make the case against Putin to the world. 
I believe you will win. I am convinced you will win, and we will do everything we can to provide you with what you need to win. I thought, I, I thought Dave Chappelle just said that they didn't have any weapons. Oh, really, Dave? You know, and it's just such, I mean, it's just such shilling. And by the way, what Chappelle is doing here, the propaganda he's doing here will get thousands of men blown into pink mist. There's some real evil going on here, guys. You know, when they're doing this, it means they're, they're, they got blood, cum, or poop coming their way. They fucking live on blood, man. They live on it. So let's, let's hear what you got to say, Dave. Let's see how you get to live in that big house. The whole country Ukraine is littered with traps like Home Alone. They were stepping on rats. Okay, so it had nothing. So, Dave, it had nothing to do with the fact Ukraine was joining NATO and they were going against the Minsk Accords and all this stuff after World War II that NATO would never go east. And they've already broken it several times. Uh, it had nothing to do with the 30 biolabs or 50 biolabs there. Or the fact that um, the Ukrainian Nazis have been doing uh, human, uh, what's it called, war crimes against the people in the Donbass region that they've been slaughtering Russians for like 10 years. So none of that is a factor, Dave. So all these people are just brainwashed by Putin, right? It's, it's just that guy. It's just that guy who doesn't want to submit. But see, the next layer, guys, is the whole thing is an execution of Europe. The hand rubbers, they have another thing. They're not there just to support Ukrainians. They want the Ukrainians to die. What they want to do is cut off the cheap oil and gas, in my opinion, from Russia to deindustrialize Europe and send it back to America. That's what I think is actually happening. And I think that it's that cynical. It's that blowing up the, the pipelines and starting the economic sanctions and all that. The whole thing was to cut off Europe and our colonies in Europe, the American um, vassal states in Europe, from cheap oil and gas in Russia. Now we have to sell them liquid national ga natural gas, which is very expensive. We're going to deindustrialize, not we, but the, the Empire of Lies is going to deindustrialize Germany, France, England, send all that shit here. All the, the migrants are going to leave uh, England, or they're going to leave Europe. Europe's going to fall uh, into a, a, an economic depression. And they're trying to set up narratives right now so it's neighbor against neighbor, so no one looks up the hill at the Macrons and the Olaf Schultz and the Vanderpump Rules bitch or whatever that is, right? They're, gonna, they're not going to look at Brussels. They're going to look at, you know, the Slavs or the Jews or the, or the this or the that. And that's what's happening right now. It's actually profound. It's profound what's actually happening. Let's see what Dave Chappelle has to say. Well, okay. First off, they're not losing. Second off, uh, Ukraine is a, um, a proxy war from NATO, North American Treaty Organization, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, and Russia. And Russia never once said they wanted to take Ukraine. They said they wanted to demilitarize Ukraine. It was a special military operation, SMO. They never wanted to take Ukraine. They wanted to take the Donbass region, which they've already done, and they're trying to either submit or kill off the Ukrainian military. And they are absolutely doing that. They never wanted to take Ukraine. That was never stated as one of the goals of Russia. All right. 
Dave, you're an embarrassment. Now the midterms are over and everybody's awake. These new whites, man, they're like, the whites, they're like, they're like, they're like newborn babies. Just woke up. Everything white people are mad about, we've been on that. Man, I can't feed my family. Black people are like, we've been on that. Man, we can't See, now it's time to shove it all in the whites, right, Dave? Now it's all like, so blacks are the victims. Say nothing about the, you see how he's spinning it, this wizard? So now it, you offload all the negativity, all the bad stuff to the whites. We're just babies who are just waking up. Who don't, Okay, oh, blacks, we, we never see our families. Maybe you shouldn't have stolen the bike, Dave. Maybe you shouldn't have fucked all those people in Vegas. What, he got? they got you on tape, Dave? Look at you. Fucking embarrassment. And now you get to just shit all over the whites because the whites don't run Hollywood. Is that the deal? We don't give you your bananas and your BJs? Government. We bet on that. <laughs> Man, we should dismantle the FBI. Word to Martin Luther King, bro. We bet on that. You guys know that Martin Luther King Jr.'s speeches are owned by Steven Spielberg? Look it up. Steven Spielberg owns the rights to the civil rights movement. Uh, do you want to talk about that, Dave? Oh, no. Then you won't get as many bananas and nickels and blowjobs. You fucking disgrace. Martin Luther King Jr.'s speeches are owned by Steven Spielberg. Oh, no way? Oh, yes way. That's why they can't directly quote him in movies without paying Spielberg money. Your entire fake culture is owned by Jews, Dave. Shh. Let's see what else you got, you big truth teller. Nobody listens to me when I tell these jokes. You ignore me. My first Netflix special, what did I say? I said, I don't want a sneaker deal because the minute I say something that makes those people mad, they're going to take my sneakers away. And the whole crowd's like, ha, 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 ha. That's true. I mean, I'll give them credit for that. That's good, uh, good foresight. Nice job, Dave. Nice job. And now you see Kanye walking around L.A. barefoot with his chain out. a billion and a half dollars in a day. A billion and a half dollars in a day. I saw that. I said, put your chain on, nigga. Welcome back. That's funny. That's funny. That's the thing is when you brag, you you earn the, the, the jokes against you. You know, if Kanye was bragging like, oh, billionaires don't wear shades. Like, oh, welcome back. Wear your shit chain, fucker. That's great. But you see how devious this whole set was. How he's using truth and using his skills to spin lies. It shouldn't be this scary to talk about anything. It's making my job incredibly difficult. And to be honest with you, I'm getting sick of talking to a crowd like this. I love you to He's death. fake crying. <laughs> Oh, my God. And I thank you for your support. And I hope they don't take anything away from me. Look at him. It's so, he's like a fucking broken slave, isn't he? Look at him. Look at him. He's like, I hope they don't take my shit. Come on, Massa. Don't take my shit. Don't take my shit. <laughs> Whoever they are. 
I mean, that was a little bit of a wink, though. I'll give him credit for that because it's implying it's the Jews. But see, which Jews? You see what I'm saying? It's all, it, it's all about being productive. They're laying out these spells so that when the fucking the free money collapses and all the, you know, the deindustrialization of Europe and then America has its problems and all that and all the immigrants go home and we have to cut our own grass. They want all these scapegoats in place and no one looks at the little grabbers that are flying over the ice wall. What a fucking gimp says Toronto Jew Bear. Yeah, even the Jews don't respect them. Isn't that hilarious? Check this out. To the moon, says Crypto. There's the moon. <laughs> Oh, why do you got to brag? Because I took abuse for like a year and a half telling everyone not to get involved in that shit. Okay, so that's it. Uh, kind 10 Super Chats. I will be reading a little bit of mail. I just opened some. A nice generous Super Chat on this one. Dave would willfully give up one of his children. I can see in his eyes. I'm not going to make the claim. But he is. Uh, there's a reason he gets to be the one who walks out and recalibrates the spells. Isn't that right, Dave? All right. Cerulean Bear, I listened to podcasts before the stream came on, and Paul said they are saying 80% of Americans got at least the first jab. Much like 6 million, that number just seems a bit much, at least from my tangible reality in the trades. Yeah, I think it's way, way high. Uh, I know BB doesn't know me well enough to vouch. I don't um, want to say the plumbing company's name because I know how trolls work, but it's a private family-owned, founded in 67. I'm on BTA app, a Cerulean Bear. I posted in a job was... Yeah, someone take the job. Jesus, Cerulean Bear needs a plumber. Hey, George. Dear Owen, I'd like to start by sincerely thanking you for all that you do. You have provided me a level of guidance in life that I have been without. I'm currently in a significant transition in life, and I have you to thank for spurring me on into the challenge of unknown. So thank you. Thank you. For the past 10 years, I have been living in Wyoming, working as a mountain guide. I started my career as an entry-level instructor on month-long backpacking trips, I was able to develop my skills to become an expedition leader in mountaineering trips. When this company became very woke and gay, I left to work as a mountain guide on the Grand Teton. My fiance and I lived in a yurt in a yurt community for four years, as it was the most affordable housing in the Jackson Hole area. Although it is a fun job, I've decided to move on and start a new career in a new place. That time in my life was inspired by a desire to live closer to nature, to see myself move through challenges and terrain, to develop leadership skills, and to, in a very, and to escape Babylon. Having been awakened to the truth about our systems and culture in college was a double-edged sword. Though it broke so many spells and conditioning, I fell into a state of low motivation and a tendency towards escapism, primarily through drugs and alcohol. Fortunately, I found the mountains to channel my energy in some regard. At this point, I feel I am ready for a next step in life, to take on more responsibility, to develop skills that are practical and enjoyable, to have a home and garden, and to start a family. These things I never knew how to, des uh, I never had a desire to in the past. I could have easily spun my wheels in the yurt village for just one more ski season, one more summer, but the time was right to move on. I've only been listening to you for a little less than a year, but the impact has been profound. As a person with a deep resonance for nature and reality, you do an incredible job interpreting your experience and providing perspe um, perspective and insight. Why, thank you. Uh, all right. 
I too wish to blend the natural world and the human world in such a seamless way. Things are pretty up in the air for me, but I know I'll find my place to land. You helped lead me back to God and Jesus, and I found my faith again. I really couldn't be more excited for the next chapter. I know it will be full of family, community, and much gravy. My fiance and I have made a donation to Bertaria Ozarks, and we are stoked for the next festival and the future of the campground. Yeah, me too. Once we figure out where we want to settle down, I'm stoked to meet local bears and organize camping trips and rock climbing outings to share the skills with the community. I, you'll never get me rock climbing. I don't even like ladders. And my brother's a tree climber too. And I'm like, I like to be on the ground. I also have been doing some thinking and the question is downhill skiing, just rollerblading and snow. I have determined that no, it does not have to be, but it is a slippery slope, no pun intended. Once one starts to wear literal fancy pants and spend too much money on going to a high-priced resort, it has obviously become gay. Indeed, I'm facing the same struggle. I've enclosed a super chat to hopefully cleanse my past transgressions because I drive a Tacoma. <laughs> I'm chosen the bear name Craig Bear. Welcome, Craig Bear. Please verify. Thanks for all you, everything, Owen. You're inspiring a generation and many men to come. Uh, Craig Bear. Thank you, brother, and welcome. That was great. I loved it. What is this? This is another letter and the same thing. Um... Nice little drawing someone made me. It says, how dare you? How dare you? And there's rollerblades. Look at the rollerblades. <laughs> Hi, Big Bear. This is so crazy. I was mind blown listening to your stream the other day. I knew Colin growing up. Colin, if you're listening, I was friends and went to school with Matt P. I don't know if you'll remember me, but I snowboarded at Tamarack and Kissing Bridge. Lived 15 minutes away from East Aurora and West Falls. Yeah, I know all that whole area. And if I remember correctly, it was Colin's mom I took some snowboarding lessons from. Yeah, Mrs. Shoemaker. I had never met Aaron, but I remember hearing about his passing. So sorry for your loss. I'm probably a year or two older than Colin, which means, Big Bear, that my childhood self and your childhood self were in similar places at similar times. What makes this even crazier to me is that I moved and lived in Idaho around the same time as you as well. I was living by the Teton Mountain Range, so not the exact same area, but Idaho is still a pretty fucking random state to move to. I hadn't heard of you until the pandemic stuff, and I sure didn't think I'd know anyone tuning in, so I thought that was all pretty wild, but I'm only partially surprised because I feel like, especially since 2020, the synchronicities have been off the charts, like really wild. I'll share just one of the many of the examples. In 2020, I had this dream that I liked at the top of a mountain and on the top, these light beings or angels, whatever you want to call them, were there to greet me. They were so loving and excited I was there and they were going to teach me and other things in this open air classroom. So now skip ahead to a week or so later, my friend wanted to flex her intuitive muscle and practice this sort of channeling meditation to see what info came in for me. Without knowing anything about my dream, she said, well, this is really strange. I don't know what to make of it, but I'll just tell you what I saw. You were on top of a mountain. At first, I thought it was because you like to 
uh, rock climb, but that wasn't it. You were on top and you were sending these light orbs up into the sky and these beings were sending them back as if you were communicating. I was totally blown away and proceeded to tell her about my dream. And this is one experience of many that at this point has served to build an unwavering faith and trust in God and has also led me to believe we are all living in extraordinary times. I agree. And so I see this in you too. When we start living in alignment with God's law and our own unique heart path, it feels like we snap into this groove, the flow, the path of heart. And we start to see synchronicities everywhere. They're like God's breadcrumbs uh, path to tell you you're on the right track or something. I also think that it's from this place where we can see through the scams better. I've heard it explained that reality exists at different octaves. There are low, octave, low octaves and on the scale, there is no judgment of low or high octaves. They're just different ways to learn life's lessons and different ways to perceive reality. And we're all in a different place on our path and God's timing is divine. So we really do need to forgive others because a lot of people quite literally know not what they do. So I really appreciate and was moved by your stream on forgiveness. It's so important and I thought it was kind of funny to watch because a few days before you had this humble learning and then um, you came in on that forgiveness talk so clear as if the experience previous made you a clearer channel for that message to come through. If that makes sense. No, it did. I was that, that it was definitely related. Had a few days of incredible uh, clearness. You know, now I feel like making fun of grabbers a little more again, but I feel like that there was an overall upshift. But sometimes it's the only way to convey it. I'm trying to make this letter short, but I haven't even gotten to my initial reason for writing. I just had to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being the first person I had heard publicly validating my thoughts and experiences about pornography. Right before 2020, I left my husband, who I'd been with for eight years. He had issues with porn since we got together in our 20s. I didn't see it as an issue then because he did it well and our culture has normalized it so much. But he was definitely addicted. He lied and did it throughout the years. And when I would catch him, he'd have intense shame. Fast forward eight years later, he was spending the nights at work to secretly squirt. It was then I realized he had no intention of changing, and the more I started to hold my own self accountable and wanted to see myself more truthfully, the more the gap between us grew. It broke my heart to leave, and I know he was a good heart and a ton of potential. I really do wish him well. When I left, though, basically everyone except a few friends turned on me. They said I'll never find anyone as nice as him, or they said I shattered their dreams that true love exists. People actively hated me. Even my family didn't talk to me for the year after. When I confided in people about the porn, everyone basically said, so what? All our husbands watch it. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, women, a lot of times like, oh, this bitch is crazy. Oh, she just left this guy. Women don't respect liars. They don't respect closet squirt guys. They just don't, you know? And they'll put up with a lot and they'll try, but eventually they'll just be like, dude, I'm out. Women are like that. They're, they're really like that. All our dads and brothers, etc. I even had people with more new age spiritual beliefs imply that it was because I wasn't open and down enough sexually. No, it's crazy. Which is retarded. The most pushback I've gotten has not been about Jews or blacks. Right? It's been about porn. 
Some of the worst gamma reactions I've had is because I've talked openly about the problem with pornography. People hate that I say that out loud. All right. Anyways, it was a breath of fresh air to hear you talk about it. And now I have the most amazing fiance in every way. And he was the one who showed me your streams. The last thing I wanted to share about the porn thing was what I learned about it. At the end of our relationship, he went to different therapists, energy workers, and what I learned was fascinating. Porn really does turn people into fags. Yeah, it does. It literally makes you gay. Yes. There was research showing how constant use changes your brain. After tons of exposure, normal porn and sex doesn't do it for you anymore. And people develop darker and gayer tastes. Yes, it is the gay bomb. Yeah, 100%. Oh, no, it's what they're putting in the water. Nope. Apparently, there is research to show totally straight men getting into gay porn and getting totally baffled by it. I, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I've never obviously done that because I'm not gay. But um, I've heard of that. I've heard people tell me that. They're like, have you ever looked at like dudes? I'm like, no, no. A lot of truthers are starting to talk about porn being a weapon late to the party. But it, well, I learned it from me, Michael Jones. So I'm passing the credit on as well. It wasn't for me. The, the major heavy lifting about porn being a problem was E. Michael Jones. Um, which brings me to my last learning. When we engage in these low-frequency addictions, anytime we seriously alter consciousness or lose consciousness, it's easier for us to take on entities, energies, demons, whatever you want to call it. I've witnessed this many times firsthand with my ex. He was constantly waking up in the middle of the night saying things were trying to come into him. I have some experience with energy work and I'm very sensitive to energy, so I'm able to clear and cast them out. But it happened all the time with him. One night he was asleep and I had woken up and he started talking in his sleep, saying my name in a demon voice. I woke him up and asked him what he was dreaming. He said an entity was floating over him and pressing on his throat, trying to take over and use his voice. No joke, everyone listen to the Big Bear. That shit is dark and you'll be much happier without it. So thanks for everything. May I be verified as Bright Visions Bear. Welcome, Bright Visions Bear. Um, I'm an artist after all, and I've drawn you a dragon that was way too gay for Walter, but good for a laugh still. Lots of love to you and your farm. Bright Visions Bear. Thank you. And I know the Squirt Boys are going to be like, oh, she's new age, demonic. She sucks because they won't want to admit the porn problem. I guarantee Denmark Bear has already said something negative. Oh, and there it is. Denmark Bear says, I thought EMJ was gay. Right. You have to attack where... Anytime someone says porn's bad, you have to attack their character. I get it. That's what, that's what destroyed Denmark, was porn. It wasn't blacks. It was the porn... It was the, it was the, uh, the rollerblading monster. You know, Danish porn is super fucking perverted. And so I knew Denmark Bear was immediately going to react negatively. I mean, he has no, he doesn't know what to do. He just is like, oh, no, EMJ's a fucking piece of shit. Don't get me wrong. The bow tie, the bow tie is weird. I don't get any perv vibe from, vibes from me, Michael Jones. The Bertari Time Employment Job Application. Full name, Ira, not a Jew, good bear. Date, 9-11-2001. Address, 666 Twin Tower Boulevard. Social security number 666-333-0911, date available, employment. Are you legally, all right, so this is, this is obviously hilarious. So 
So I'll just show you guys in case you want to learn it. Education, high school, ice wall, summer gates, Antarctica. I'll just uh, show you. I'll read it after. Employer, the media, the Federal Reserve, Smithsonian Museum, NASA, and Teva Pharmaceuticals. Oh, my God. References. Guys, the synchronicity of this is amazing. I mean, I opened this before because it's a package. I always open packages before. I, ha I haven't read any of this. So me, like, freaking out about... Uh, how to fill out applications is a fun synchronicity. I had no idea that this was where this was going. References. Bill Gates, Donald Jamarcus Trump, company Pfizer, father of the vaccine, relationship college roommate, Lou Siffer, company Apple, relationship daddy, prince of darkness, military service, yes, branch IDF, type of discharge, dishonorable. I didn't enjoy killing Palestinian children. Background check. If asked, are you willing to consent to a background check? No, because he's on the National Sex Offender Registry. He's anti-Semitic. Strengths and weaknesses. Subverting a nation from within. Victim consciousness and masturbating. Weaknesses. Trying to be a better boy. Hobbies. Dude, this is great. I'm, I'm reading all of it. Call people anti-Semitic for pointing out my crimes. Flooding the market with opioids. Subverting the youth. Professional amateur for, uh, pornographer. Masturbation, asphyxiation, soft genocides, crushing the currency of a misbehaving third world nation, worshiping Satan. This is genius. Sponsoring toxic masculinity disguised as alpha behavior, watering my ficus, lights out parties with my wife Marigold, making your kids gay, circumcision, turning black celebrities into Nazis, calling the herd, strategically placing shoes at false flags, rollerblading. Convincing people to inject poison into their bloodstreams, planning World War III, controlling the truth or space with disinformation, photoshopping and CGI in space, standing with the Ukraine or the current thing that stops people from hurting me, uh, framing deli Jews for my crimes, blaming God for all my problems, soccer. <laughs> Dude, deli Jews is good rhetoric. Why do you want to work for the Beretari Times? I recently found myself out of work due to recent onslaught of anti-Semitism. I'd like to offer my very special set of skills to help build your media empire. The brand branding of your organization is what drew me in. No victim consciousness, faith, family crushing, brilliant. The goy will never see it coming. This is so funny. Is this you, Bowler? Um, I already have plenty of ideas how to subvert your community and get all the money and turn them all to despair. Maybe in the next run of magazines, we'll sneak in a little nip slip and by Magazine 33, they won't even notice the full penetration is bad. Dude, Boer Bear, I, this is great. I admire your organization, organization's patience and commitment to the scheme. Most would have already turned up the heat, but on a community like this, you must boil the bear slowly. I'm thinking we play on their vanity and ego of the bear community being based. We pump up their egos and tell... Do you want me to do it as Ira? Um... We pump up their egos and tell them they're special boys. And before you know it, all their kids will grow up to be trans and with blue hair and glory hole in their soul. Homeschooling curriculum pushing the UN flat earth map is 100% fact. When the truth comes out that the waters above and below form a globe around the flat earth, they'll spiral and turn to drugs to numb themselves more than paraplegic's legs. I'm also thinking we push the polygamy angle to drive these alpha chads insane with the promise of generational wealth through large family lines. 
We'll promote endless squirting without f- feeling you're committing a sin with multiple wives. Take that, Marigold. They'll be draining below and above, and by 44, with no strength left to crush, they'll welcome death's door. <laughs> Maybe Anchor Bear gets a record deal and lots of money, and we slowly introduce our themes of despair through vanity and ego. It's true. The Achilles heel of the bear community would be vanity. You're absolutely right, Bowler Bear. Don't get too high on your own supply. You know, it's like uh, that we're so base and we saw through all the spells. That would be the angle. Obviously, I've prepared for it. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. We'll hire Ozark Legacy to build a children's hospital and frame them with our contact at the Building Commission for Unsafe Work. We'll blackmail them to build nothing but huge obelisks shooting out of the nowhere, side-by-side domes. Oh, Jesus, squirting. We can blackmail Boer Bear for his lies and deceit. We found his ancestry profile, and he's not half moon cricket, only 33%. We can write more Gary and Terry letters, and the repetition will turn everyone gay. I'm looking forward to partnering up and working with a subversive genius like Ms. Ryder. Her work as a six-foot-eight bard king has been the greatest acting jab I've ever seen. Better than Justin Kavanaugh in a wig and glasses or Kobe when he was on the ground for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Ms. Ryder has set the stage for me to come in and turn this community harder than Gary and Terry could turn a group of Christian conservatives. They're the shrimp, really. I do have a soft side, and I don't mean my pathetic flaccid penis. I'm sorry that Ms. Ryder lost her dog recently. Oh, I, oh, you piece of shit. Sometimes mistakes happen, even the most controlled of sets. The glare from the green screen most likely got in her eye. Mistakes do happen. Just ask Alec Baldwin. I've included a present for her and the actors that play her family to remember their beloved puppy. Unfortunately, all dogs go to heaven. But once you piece her back together, she can enjoy hell on earth again. Boar Bear, you're a piece of shit. He gave me my dog Sophie as a puzzle. For those of you that don't know, I once... So my dead dog will now be putting her together as a puzzle. I know the AL program referred to as Busy Town Bear. The AI program referred to as Busy Town Bear. We'll be thrilled with my application. He's an AI program. (laughs) Sync with your wife receiving the puzzle for grandma. Yeah, I'm sure that's why he did it. He's such an asshole. I look forward to getting started on the most challenging grapple of my miserable and useless existence. I know after I crush this community, my mama will finally be proud of me. My brother may be a doctor and a lawyer, but let's see who's a better boy when I subvert a base nation. Signature, Ira Roth. Date, 9-11-2001. Boar Bear, you're hilarious, dude. Rest in peace, Sophie. You're now a puzzle. I now see how insensitive it was that I did that to my wife with her dead grandmother. His signature is a circle. Yeah, a lot of uh, Boar Bear's subtlety is the funniest shit. All right, this is Half Jet Bear. Enclosed my donation to campgrounds. Hopefully it's enough to cover the ticket cost. Letter to come eventually. Keep on crushing Half Jet Bear. Thank you, Half Jet Bear. All right. Let's see what else we got. That was hilarious, dude. 
you really do understand Ira. Because what they would do, they would look at me and, and actually assume that what I'm doing is a long play for subversion. Because they can't conceive of anyone not doing that. Wait, did Amy run over her grandma? No. Hey, Big Bear, here's a tip to support what I love. Your streams help my day-to-day -day life, and for that, I'm grateful. I have one question. Did the transformation of your thoughts about Muslims begin with Tommy Robinson incident? It began with a lot of incidents. Shout out to Welsh Mama Bear for all her hard work. Thanks again, Spellbound Bear. Uh, yeah, shout out to Welsh Mama Bear. She crushes. It had to do with the fact that I started seeing through 9-11. It's a, it's a, well, I started seeing through the moon landing, 9-11, Gulf of Tonkin, Tavistock. So what you start seeing is the reason for war was a lie. Okay, so why did people uh, dedicate so much hard work to going to war in the Middle East? And then you find out about the financial system. And then you learn about usury. I didn't even know the word usury until like four years ago. I never even heard that interest was bad that compound interest was bad. In fact, it's uh, like the worst thing ever. And so is pornography. I used to do a bit about trying to watch porn in Iraq. Like I was on a USO tour entertaining the troops and I couldn't whack off. And I was getting very aggressive. And I, uh, cause all the Arabic squiggles would pop up. I'd like look up porn sites and be like, you know, look at the boob. Like the Arabic's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, come on, am I trying to find some visual so I could squirt? And then I like finally squirted to two giant mountains that I thought were boobs and I went back to being relaxed and I didn't want to be a terrorist. I'm like, I wanted to run into a market and blow myself up. And so my opinion on porn started shifting where I'm like, oh, it does keep the cattle docile. So you're telling me that we faked a terrorist attack to go to an area to submit a nation because they didn't want to get in debt and watch pornography. Huh? Let's take a look at this Islam again. And uh, that's what, it took me a while to uh, burn through that dead wood, but you know, that's pretty much what, uh, usury was always illegal for Christians. Yeah, but there isn't a single church. I've never seen a church that ever addresses it and that are not in debt. That's why we have to rebuild it. We have to just have Bible studies and do it with our families. And if you have a church that is reasonable to keep going to it, but, um, you know, it's for all intents and intents and purposes, the Christian church in America has been subverted. The Judeo-Christian Gog and Magog, you know, the the fucking satanic, you know, I was a Catholic my whole childhood. No one ever brought up uh, usury or pornography. Never. And I don't know. Most of these churches, they're like, we die for Israel. It's like. What? You know, it's it's and that's why I get called a, a heathen and a pagan. And and I don't find those words offensive, to be honest. But I uh, because I won't go along with obvious lies. They're like, oh, no, the Trinity is all that matters. The word doesn't exist in the Bible, but that's it. That's the only thing that matters. What definitely does not matter are all the laws. <laughs> and so then these Muslims I'd, I'd talk to. And, uh, and I slowly started seeing that they were like, a lot of them were very humble, very moral people. And that's it. And then I made fun of Muslims really bad. And I didn't feel bad about it. I just apologized and moved on. Absolutely subverted, but God always keeps a remnant, uh, proverbially the 7,000 who won't bow. Yeah, I, I have a lot of optimism for Christians in America and in the West, especially without the free money. 
I think after this supply chain and financialized system is destroyed, or at least is, is pulled back, I think we're going to have a resurgence of actual Christianity and actual morality. And I think that, um, you know, the Christians, the Jews, and the Muslims that got along for centuries in Palestine will be fine. Um, it makes sense the grab was targeting the Muslims, ironically, some of the most forgiving and patient people. It's fucked up. Kurgan's right about Vatican II. Yeah, but way too many of you guys are obsessed with who did it. So then go back to it. Go back to the way it's supposed to be and form a church. But they never do. They're always like, Vatican II, not my pope. It's like, okay, so what about it? You know, these are the same people that believe in the moon landing and shit. It's like, okay, well, then you, you get more biblical and you build something better and stop complaining about something that happened 60 years ago. You know, and that's why I don't care. Oh, oh, Vatican II. Then how did it work? Why did so many people accept it? Why didn't the Catholics say no? Because they wanted to. Why did they want to? Because it's starting to become subverted. And so you can blame Vatican II all you want. You can always do a, oh, it's Putin, Putin. Oh, that it's Hitler. If it wasn't for Hitler, uh, if it wasn't for Owen Benjamin, oh, Kanye West is hurting me. No. There was a rising tide of people wanted money for nothing and the chicks for free. The fact any Christian endorses, you know, the birth control pill is fucking insane. You know, Stephen Crowder, like a voice of evangelical Judeo-Christianity in the West is like, listen, it's not, it's not hard to not get pregnant. Just get a rubber from a truck stop and put it in the anus. When I was doing his show, his wife was on birth control pill. Like sterilizing her womb so that they could fuck without kids because he was scared of Muslims. That's a true story, dude. And he can pretend I'm crazy all he wants, do his little passive aggressive shit and then, you know, do his little subversions and all that. But it's like, dude, that's crazy. Don't destroy what you don't want. Build something better that makes it obsolete. Exactly. And I have a lot of optimism for moral people. I think... The trap was set, the, the cage has been closed, and the slaughter will come. And the people that, you know, in order to separate the wheat from the chaff, says Ignatius. Yeah, and everything is divine by God. It's like, it's a purification of the church. I don't want the Catholic Church to fail. I want the Catholic Church to be Christian. I'm not, like, out to get people and stuff. You know, a lot of, a lot of people uh, misunderstand me. They're like, oh, you hate Catholics. No, I would just prefer if they were Christians. You can't call your, it's a, it's a tough thing. I'm, cause I'm really trying to not make a judgment on anyone's soul or intention. Cause I think it's a sin, you know? So I'm, I'm trying to never call someone a fake Christian. I'm trying to like figure out how to criticize their behavior without judging their soul or their intention. Cause I do think it's bad. And, and it, it's a form of uh, self-righteousness that will lead to my own destruction. You know, in order to separate, um, it's taken me over eight years to restore the body and it's been insane, says Allie. Not enough priests is better than pedophile priests. Yeah, or just local, you know, and it's it's worse than pedophile priests. It's uh, it's it's debt. It's usury. The financial system is what creates these these hellish environments. U.S. U.S. is best when Catholic, Protestant and Jews stay in their own lanes, in my opinion. Yeah, or just it guys, what's what outside of that is the financial system. 
the debt-based usury financial system uh, is what's like uh, something that no one's talking about. Where it's like, why are these churches, you know, pushing vaccines and evil and sodomy and all this? It's like, because they're financially incentivized to do so. And the love of money is the root of all evil. Judge not lest he be judged. Yeah, and I, I don't want to be... And I also truly don't know. Like, I don't know what is in Steven Crowder's soul. I don't know how God will judge him. And that's hard for someone like me to say because I'm so quick to being like, liar, shill. I don't know. Like, Paul, I'm the worst sinner of them all. I know, which I find a little weird. I, I don't... I find that weird what Paul said. I'm the worst sinner of them all. Then why would I listen? So you're worse than a pedophile? I don't like that false humility shit. I would never listen to anyone. And I like a lot of what Paul did. But if someone says to me, I'm the worst sinner of them all, I'm like, so go to jail. Should I kill you? Like, what are you, what are you asking for me? So you're worse than a child rape murderer. Oh, no, no. It's because I, I, I don't always love God enough. So you're lying? You're either worse than a pedophile or you're lying. I'm not the worst sinner of them all. That's not a thing to brag about, dude. You know, I have complicated feelings about Paul sometimes. It's like, oh, I'm the worst sinner of them all. So why the fuck are we listening to you? Paul felt guilty for holding the coats. Well, Stephen was thrown out. That's not false humility. That's recognizing his stand before God. No, it's not. So if he's the worst sinner of all... That's false. I mean, so so he should be killed immediately. Like, like Paul sentenced Christians to death before converting. I think that's why he said that. So then why wasn't he killed? Why was he allowed to live? So he was a murderer that was allowed to live. Why? Was it the Roman? Was it the Romans? He was before he was saved. But why didn't he face punishment for murder? I know that this is going to draw a lot of problems from a lot of the, the Christians, but... So did he ever pay for his murders? Was he executed by Christians? Well, he's crucified? Good, thank God. Because if you let a murderer live, I mean, they can say they're saved all you want. So let's say someone kidnaps, rapes, and murders your child. And they're like, I'm the worst sinner of them all. You still got to kill the dude. I mean, you're not saying that, I'm not saying Paul didn't have a heart of gold. But did he ask to be executed? Road to Damascus. Right, right. So if Hillary Clinton has a road to Damascus moment, are you guys all ready to forgive? Bullshit. Total bullshit. What Paul was saying is he was worse than George Soros and Hillary and Epstein. Like, wait, where? He's the worst sinner of them all. And so, you know, I'm not judging his soul, but that guy should have been fucking clipped immediately. Maybe an example from God to show us that even the worst. Right, but he, he, you can be reformed. Your soul can be reformed but you still have to be killed. Paul didn't know what he was doing was wrong when he did it, it's intention. So you're saying a murderer that didn't know it was wrong. Let's say a, a black guy has been told his whole life that white people are why he's, he's oppressed. And he takes out all that anger on like a white family, just beats, shoots, kills, because he thinks he's defending his people. Would you let him free? Paul persecuted Christians for being Christian. I figure he was referring to that. Right, so you're obviously pumped that he got killed, right? I am, obviously. Um, now, did he have some great points, some great letters? Yeah, you know, I love that shit. We see but through a glass darkly. I'm, dude, I'm into him.
But am I pumped that, that they put him out of his fucking freakish misery? Obviously. Road to Damascus shows he was blind and God opened his eyes. Right. So let's say a, a nigger kills your entire family and rapes their dead bodies. Paul is saying that he's worse than that. Okay. But then his eyes were opened by Jesus. Do you still seek the death penalty or do you forgive and let him live? You're retarded if you don't kill him. Retarded. And I know oh, I'm the worst sinner of all. Yeah, you still should face punishment. It's the same as a soldier at war figuring out that he was killing the innocent. Um, yeah, but he was killing like normal people. I mean, he was just rounding up Christians and murdering them. And since he said he's the worst sinner of them all, I'm guessing he fucked them too. And I don't mean to be offensive, but like, I'm just trusting him by his own words. So if he's the worst sinner of them all, that means he's worse than a murderer. That means he's probably a, a necrophiliac. Aren't certain transgressions unforgivable? Yeah, I mean, dude, in Old Testament, if you do sodomy, you're killed. But not Paul, though, because he found Jesus, right? No, no, not him. Uh, you're confusing sin and crimes. All sins bring about guilt before God, but different crimes carry different civil... Of course, I'm not judging Paul's soul. I'm saying I'm glad he was killed for his crimes. Do you not get it? I get it, BB. You're being literal and yeah, taking his words for what they are. Yeah, and he murdered Christians. And because he said he's the worst sinner of them all, I'm guessing he fucked their dead bodies. Okay, I'm not confusing anything. I think a lot of Christians don't understand what they're talking about. I'm not trying to be a dick. But a lot of you guys never think about this. You go, oh, Paul's great. Paul, Paul's a murderer. Now, we can, cannot judge his soul, but because you idolize him, you know, you're like, oh, it's such, a, it's such a shame he was killed. No, he's a murderer of innocent people. Right? Uh, I get it, BB. All right. Uh, he didn't say he was the worst criminal. He said he's the worst sinner of them all. So, so all you little cucks defending Paul's crimes, he killed them legally, though? Um, okay, man. I think it's great he was killed. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the people who murder Christians. But, you know, I hope he's with God. I hope, you know, I'm, I'm not judging his soul. But, I mean, I would have been there looking at his crucifixion like, Yeah! He killed my mom! Paul was allegedly beheaded by Nero. Ironic, because Nero also persecuted Christians more than anyone else similar to Paul. Yeah, I'm, you know, it's obviously the right call. He was rounding them up and killing them under orders of whom he looked to. He answered to false gods prior to being born again. So you're just straight up. Do you think he should have been pardoned for his crimes? And then apply that to your life. When the nigger kills your family, do, do you pardon them when they find God? And you know that, they're, you know that their intention is good. They're like, I'm sorry I, I raped and killed your wife, you know, but I found Jesus on that road home. It was on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Jesus came out and he, and he told me that I, do you forgive? Or are you a, are you a liar? <laughs> Should you be put to guest for lust for acting on the law? Oh, Stormy Bear is really going for it. Lust and fornication both sins before God, but not crimes. Um, 
I shouldn't be an apostle. I shouldn't be a prophet. You know, Paul is uh, by definition a prophet after Jesus because he never knew Jesus. And if you think Jesus is God, he talked directly to God and, and told people God's message, which makes him a prophet. So, you know, and I know you guys are, are going to back Paul because you're brainwashed. Um, MLK Boulevard is my, yeah, God's just as righteous. Paul had to go. That's a good question, though. Because of my previous fornication, eh, no, because I'm not saying I'm the worst sinner of them all. You know, compared to society, you know, I was uh, not worse than most people. I was better than most people. Paul saying he's the worst sinner of them all. He's admitting to pedophilia pretty much. Uh, Paul is basically Bill Gates before he was on that road. Worse than Bill Gates. No, he's the worst sinner of them all. So that's got to include kids. And I guarantee these quote-unquote Christians are not going to feel as forgiving to Bill Gates. I think Paul was using rhetoric in that statement. He was very talented in that way, says Bear Witness. So it's not literal then. So the Bible isn't literal. You shouldn't take it seriously then. If their heart is pure, God will forgive and deliver their punishment. No. So you're saying, no, answer the question, Allie. If someone rapes and kills your family and then later realizes they were wrong because Jesus appeared to them on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, would you say they should not go to prison and should not be executed? Just, just let me know what you think. And I know this is going to ruffle some feathers because a lot of people love Paul. Paul's their only guy. You go to church, it's Paul, 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 Paul. Oh, he didn't mean it. No, the, being the worst sinner makes you the best Christian. Don't you see? That the real pieces of shit murderers, those are the guys that were really looking to lead the flock for the next 2,000 years. God, I, this is taking a hard turn. In context, is it not the worst on the list of people he mentioned before? Gypsy Bear, just speak clearly. Literal means according to the literature, Bible has history, poetry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stormy Bear, you're now lying. You're now lying. He admitted to murdering Christians and said he was like a terrible human being. Okay? Murdering innocent civilians for Rome. If that was your family, would you want them executed regardless of whether or not they quote-unquote found Jesus? Don't be a fucking liar. I know my answer. Off with his head. Okay? If they're forgiven by Christ, then yes. Okay, so Ignatius, someone kills your family, and if they claim that they're forgiven by Christ, they don't go to jail, right, Ignatius? Or are you a dirty little liar? Ignatius, what I'm saying is not debatable. I know, I know the answer to this. Italian Bear says, how about you? You were lost in one... Okay, did I round up people and murder them? Yet the part of your life in changing and finding God and truth, that has led far more for a better way of living than someone who never did anything wrong. Oh, I'm totally aware of that, Italian Bear. And you have to intentionally not hear when I say... I'm not judging their soul. Their soul is between them and God. But would you want Paul executed if you were there or not? The fact I used to fuck groupies is not the same as someone who rounds up and murders Christians for Nero. Okay? And if you're going to equate the two, you're literally lying. And I know you're lying and everyone knows you're lying. But don't we forgive? You don't forgive the Democrats, you fucking liars. You don't forgive 
Hillary Clinton, did she round up your family and murder them for Nero? I'd be okay if I was sure, says Aristo Ignatius. So if you were, but how could you be sure? Are you God? How could you be sure if someone was forgiven by God? Is it their words? Is it your, you can't know. If you think you can know, Aristo Ignatius, you're usurping the role of God of judgment. You can never know if someone, someone's deep intentions. And so you have to follow the law. I don't have a great taste for vengeance now. Okay, so someone rapes and kills your family. You want them to go free as long as you have a hunch that Jesus likes them. Okay, if I was married to you or if I was one of your kids, I'd think you were weak. All right, final. Uh, I don't forgive Donald Trump for the vaccine. Okay, you're going to forgive someone who rounded up Christians and killed them for the emperor and who said, I'm the worst sinner of them all. You're going to forgive them for that? I don't. You can be sure by his acts and the hell he intentionally went through after finding Christ. So you think right now, when you look at George Soros' face, you think the hell he's going through is because he found Christ? Or do you think it's because he's living an evil life? You don't know. You don't know. Italian Bear says, oh, that's what he just said. Off with his head, they can take, yeah, yeah. Because I know you guys aren't being sincere. That's the problem I have with you guys. Not all you guys, but the Catholics, the Italian and the fucking Aristo Ignatius. You guys are not being sincere. Because if that was your life and, and somebody rounded up your family and murdered them because they were Christian, you would not feel this way about them. And I know, I know that. You guys claim, a lot of you churchian freaks will claim that right now we still have a right to bomb the Middle East because they quote unquote kill Christians. Well, what if Jesus forgave them? What if they were on the road to Damascus and everyone did everything was great? No, the bloodlust I've seen in a lot of your eyes, I think, I, 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 come on guys. And I know, I know Bitchute's going to have a field day with this one. In Acts, Jesus said he'd suffer. According to Paul though, right? Gypsy bear? Because Jesus never met Paul. Paul, the murderer, the mass murderer of children and women and Christians, swore, he fucking swore that he saw Jesus on that road. That's the extent of it. He never met Jesus until the road to Damascus. And everybody loves the hero's journey of Paul. We can all be disgusting sinners and end up in heaven just like Paul. You don't know where he is. Forgive the murderer? Well, see, this is the problem. I, I don't believe that you really think that. All right, final, uh, final letter. Um, Dear Owen, I'm a 56-year-old divorced man who was married 25 years and was unable to have kids with my wife of 25 years. And I've been listening to your streams and I'm following your advice for a long time and I'm totally unvaccinated. However, I'm trying to look for another partner and have been running into the problem of finding women who haven't been vaccinated. And I was wondering what are your thoughts were on vaccine shedding? I think it's nonsense. Um, and if Trump said, I really screwed that one up, I screwed the pooch and let the devil in with the vaccine and allowed mail-in ballots, thousands died and I deserve the death penalty, I would forgive him. Right, but would you, would you uh, excuse the punishment? Wouldn't part of you say, oh, he's just saying that now because everyone's dead? I don't believe you, dude. 
I don't, I don't believe people who say that because I, I witnessed that not being the case. If someone owns up to it, you, you always ask yourself, is it because you've been caught? Is it because you want people to like you now that the tide is turning? Because Christianity was shifting in that time. It was becoming a lot more popular. What if as Paul was murdering civilians with his hands, you know, he started being like, man, dude, I don't trust the guy. I don't trust him. And I also don't trust how people blindly back him when I know they wouldn't in real life. Like I literally was a gangster. I knew no other way of living since a child. Okay, Italian bear. We get just, you're missing, you're intentionally missing my point. But later in life, I found God for real because of knowing the devil. I know for a fact that you can find God and be born again. Fuck a church, fuck a priest. I mean, for, okay, Italian bear. So let's say someone kills your wife and says that word for word. Do you forgive them and you say not to go to prison? Liar. Liar. I'm not mad at you. I'm going to try and expel that demon, man, because that's bullshit. Yeah, we've all fucked around and beat some people up, and maybe you've killed some guys. I don't know. But you might know in your heart, but you don't know about other people. And if somebody wronged you and killed someone you loved, you're telling me that you go, oh, you found Jesus on Damascus. You're all good. We're going to write down all your letters, and and that's going to be the word of God now because some fucking asshole, and you don't know if they're lying or not. And this is going to be a problem because... Modern churches are, it's, it's Paul, 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 you know, money, money, Paul, debt, money, Paul, dude, it, it's, what about Matthew? What about putting, you know, uh, the, the, I don't know, I, I'm done with it. And, and I know people are going to go, oh, how dare you? You don't even know. No, you don't know. You don't know the spell of Paul because I know they're lying. I can watch it with my own eyes. Bull Rush Bear says, but what would you do if someone raped and killed your mom? Do you not say, they would not forgive them. They would not forgive them. I know for a fact they wouldn't. And so it's one, it's one thing to say, Paul, I believe Paul was forgiven. I believe Paul really saw the error of his ways. Do you know who protected Paul when a bunch of Christians were trying to kill him? The Romans. Hmm. That's weird, right? I'm mean, trying to hurt me. I don't like Paul. I'm fucking saying it. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. All right. I think he fucking grabbed, uh, dude, the jury's out for me and Paul. And if you, oh, you're not Christian yet. Some asshole three centuries after Jesus is gone is telling me that, that he murders Christians. And because he's the lowest gangster, low life murder. Yeah, I went to prison, but that didn't do it for me. I, you're, I'm not saying I can't toss out. I'm not saying not to punish, but circumstantially, I can't toss out Paul. Or we have to toss out every soldier in the history of the world and kill them all. No, that's literally not what I'm saying. That's not even close to what I'm saying, Italian bear. And you're not being honest with yourself. In my opinion, Paul could have been a saint. Paul could have been touched by Jesus Christ himself and told all these wonderful things and it could all be true. But you don't know. You don't know. And all this forgiveness bullshit. And dude, I I did a whole stream about forgiveness. I'm all about forgiveness, guys. I get it. I understand forgiveness. But don't lie about it. Don't lie about it. Don't be like, oh yeah, if someone raped and murdered my family for being Christians, you know, but they said that they found Jesus on the road to Damascus. And then when we got mad and tried to lynch him, he called the Romans and the Romans protected him because he's such a special boy. It's like, what? Dude, 
I'm not into Paul, man. His first Corinthians is dated six years after the resurrection. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a timeline wrong. The bottom line is he never met Jesus in real life. He claims to have met him in the spiritual realm. Man, my timeline's probably way off. And I know that'll probably be used to discredit me and say, I don't know shit. He never met Jesus. He wasn't, in a, he wasn't one of the original guys, right? <laughs> he was a murderer of Christians and then begged for his life and saying that, oh, he's so sorry, he's a special boy. What if Paul was just a subversive Jew? I think he was. I think his name is Saul and I think he's a murderer. Okay? Okay, so bottom line is I don't think shedding's real. Uh, you know, marry whoever you love. It's all good. I'm going to land the plane. I think I just pissed everyone off. I think I, I just pissed everyone off. And Italian bear, I'm all about that you went to prison and you did your... I'm not judging you, Italian bear. You didn't kill my family. You didn't... It's like, listen, you're moving drugs. You fucking beat a guy to death or whatever. I, listen, I'm not here judging your soul. And I'm not judging Saul's soul either. Or Caitlin or whatever he wants to call himself. All right? By the way, Big Bear says down bear. I'm not judging you as a man, but I'm saying if you, I love you, brother. Yeah, you too, Italian bear. But I'm just saying that if it was personal, I'd be all about the execution. And then I'd be like, you know what? I hope Italian bear is back with God. I hope he was really serious about all that. But the fact he literally like killed and raped a kid. Uh, yeah, I'm really glad Nero swung the medal. You know? Because when someone says, I am the worst sinner of us all. I believe them. Oh, it's rhetoric. Oh, it's just rhetoric. Yeah, then it's either false humility and it's a lie or he's definitely raped and killed some kids. Oh, no, no, it's not though. It's, it's, it's yeah, you don't get it. Just give me money and... and yeah. Kyneton, we might want to turn off the comments on BitChute on this one. I think it's going to get nuts. All right, final super chat. Base player Papa Bear paying the gay away for voting, though I allegedly did write in Jesus Christ as one of the candidates. We are in a based area, so I probably shouldn't have bothered. Also paying the gay because I got a PPP loan, though I never shut down and never had to pay it back. We were able to use the money to help buy our homestead. Good, I'm not judging you for that. I'm not judging Paul for being a murderer of Christians. This makes me glad I was not raised Christian, so I don't come to the table with strong opinion. Yeah, it's, it, it is the case. And dude, Paul is an important member of the Bible. I like Romans. I like a lot of this shit. I like a lot of his bitching. Relationship with vaccinated people is tricky. I wouldn't only if you want to be hospice, husband, wife. Well, I mean, date for a while and let's see if we get some blood clots. You know, are we talking heavily boosted or are we talking one round? Saul, good man. Yeah, this is such a problem these days. People don't believe then when they say they're going to lower the world population. God says, that's a shame because the stream was probably going to have a comment section filled with people giving props to bowlers and saying, yeah, keep, keep the comments open. God, I was, I was kind of joking around. Uh, I just know I'm, I just know it's going to be exhausting churchy and gammas. You don't know shit. You said 300 years. It was 20 years. Yeah. Well, my fundamental point is still the same. That a guy who claims to be the worst guy in the world who never met Jesus gets to magically be forgiven because all the murdering he did. I, I trust Italian bear. I trust Italian bear because Italian bear wasn't protected by the fucking Romans. Cucumber, epic stream. I was always wondering why people call him Paul the imposter. I'm not going to go that far, guys. Listen, 
maybe Paul was all, maybe he really was the grabber with the heart of gold. He had just got done running a Ponzi scheme, some Bitcoin, killed some kids. You know, I mean, why take that job? It's one thing if you're Italian, but like a gangster. It's like, oh, you grow up, your uncles are all moving shit. Oh, fell off of a truck. Oh, break his kneecaps. Whatever the fuck the, the culture is. Saul didn't have to be the guy who rounds up and kills the Christians. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're watching them accept death from a lion. And you're going to think they're the bad guys? Because what's happening with the Middle East, it's not the same as a soldier. Because it's like, the, if you saw the Christians there... You know, you wouldn't be like, oh, let's just kill all these people. Like, there's not pissed over here. The Bible instructs us to challenge it. We find truth when you dig. I, I totally agree with that. But the bitch who comments are, uh, are not into that at all. They're like, no, how dare you? Because I usually like the bitch who comments, but I know today's are going to be brutal. Got, hey, bitch who, just focus on all the fun stuff we did today. Bowler Bear's amazing letter. Guys, what did I do? What did I do when someone sent me a fucking... You know, a puzzle of my dead dog, I laughed. I thought it was great. So if I question a guy that died 1,900 years ago and potentially is grabbling you out of money, I, I don't expect the vitriol, but I know I'll get it. Nancy says, hey, BB, thank you for today's mind-blowing stream. The value you bring to our lives is immeasurable. Thank you. Yeah, and I, you know, Paul, I'm just not, a dude, he's like one of these Enron guys. Donovan Barricus says, sent you a picture on IG of the real day you've seen through the Muslim spell. Thank you. KM said, I can't access my Instagram today because apparently I'm not approved of by the church. I'm not Judeo-Christian like fucking Steven Crowder because I, I'm the biggest sinner of them all. Imagine if I turned on this live stream every day and said, listen, I'm the biggest sinner in the world. Why would you listen to me? You'd be like, listen, I'm glad you're turning it around, but I'm, you're not exactly someone who's going to Get me on the homestead, right? You know? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe if I was a vicious murderer and turned it around and then was protected by the Romans. Dude, Nero, Nero gets it, man. I think Nero, a lot of people see Nero in a, oh, Nero's such a bad guy. Nero is making it work, man. When you're in a falling empire, you do what you got to do. You got some babbler running his fucking mouth. BB enriching stream today per usual. My please be included in prayers from the local bear community. I may be going through a miscarriage uh, dependent on my HCG level blood test results. I pray, pray it's just normal bleeding and baby is okay. Boonies bear. Yeah, everyone send out a prayer to Boonies bear. That's what fucking matters is our, you know, the women being pregnant. I was with you, BB, but we're center of all. Right. I, I'm just not into it. I don't like when Augustine did that either. When he's like, no one's worse than me. Then, then why am I listening to you? Nero was the beast mentioned in Revelation 666, dude. According to who? Paul? Nero was a Jew? Yeah, so was Paul, Ignatius. And maybe you wouldn't have had Vatican II if you were a little better at identifying them. I don't know, a guy named Saul who professionally murders Christians. You think you may want to like hesitate before building giant statues to the fucking guy. Nero gets it. Nero knew how to play the fiddle. He had a great horse. And he could spot a grabber a mile away. Nero played a mean fiddle against the devil. Yeah, everyone's getting it. Dude, an Italian bear, I'm not judging you. And of course I understand that the road to Damascus is a beautiful story. That the road to Damascus, you know, 
I've done horrible things. You've done horrible things, but not the worst. Like you're not like a, I don't know, man. I it, listen. I always root for anybody. Even somebody who rounds up Christians and murders them for Nero. And then they have a spat. Uh, you know, it's like, I hope that they really do have that road to Damascus experience, but I don't trust them. I don't trust liars. I don't trust Nero is a convert, says Ignatius. Oh, so Saul wasn't a convert. So Saul wasn't a convert. So you're telling me a guy named Saul. What's your profession, Saul? I round up and murder Christians. And everybody's like, oh, not only is that fine, we're going to make sure he's the only part of the Bible that we give a shit about because he lets us feel better about simply being a porn addict. Murderers and pedos got to go. Their soul is God's business, not mine. Bingo. Saul could be in heaven playing a harp. I don't know. But that dude I don't want around. And I don't care if it's legal to round up and murder Christian children. Not into it, guys. And way too many people are fucking cool with that. Oh, how dare you? Funny bit, I appreciate the talking points, but still with Paul besides the jokes. But still with Paul. That's your choice. That's your choice. And dear shoot, I'm going to read one more super chat. Feel free to still exalt Paul. He's the only thing that matters. Sin is good. You know, all that stuff. I'll still love you. I'll still hang with you. Some of my best buddies only talk about Paul. That's, that's, I'm, I'm talking from a place of familial frustration. Oh, fuck Jesus. It's all about Paul, right? Fuck the Old Testament. All the prophets, they don't know shit. It's Paul is it. If we don't trust a murderous Jew, who the fuck can we trust, right? And why? Why does everyone love Paul so much? I do like that he said no more snipping of the cocks. I, I would never snip no matter what. I'm not like a, a submitted. I'm submitted to God in every way possible, but I'm not going to submit to laws that make no fucking sense. Like dick snipping. I'm just not. Crush on BB, I sent Paul's family a puzzle on your behalf. Thank you, Adam, not Adam Bear. That's it. And I, I didn't mean to offend. I'm being funny. I'm not saying that Paul didn't have some great shit. He was a great letter writer. You know, paulnotsaul at gmail.com. He sent out tremendous emails to emperors and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Jake Paul is fighting Andrew Taint. Life is too funny. Oh, I know. Everyone's getting it. Definitely a bit of a grab or insult. Yeah, and, and what's up with everybody exalting anyone who changes? Like, oh, Andrew Taint is the best Muslim now. I had the same conversation with a Muslim friend of mine. Let's say Andrew Tate has converted. He had a road to Damascus moment. He found God. He's all about submitting to God. He's now Muslim. He's now following Sharia. He clearly still sucks. I, I wish him well, but he's the last person to take advice from. Let's say he's like just starting off. Like I'm going to stop selling Romanian whores. He's just starting off. The fact that he was just selling Romanian whores doesn't make him the best person to learn about Islam. When the whore or the murderer converts to Christianity, they're still in the back of the church. You don't put them at the pulpit and say, oh, let's check out his emails. That's the main thing now. All right. Yeah, let's see how it goes for the next 60 years. Yeah, my, my whole point is, great. I hope he had that moment. I hope Paul was saved. I hope he had that come to Jesus moment. But that's not the main guy to listen to. The recent convert is not the guy. Like, I'm not the guy to listen to for Christianity. At all. I'm not claiming to. I'm still keeping this very funny. 
But the guy um, putting Paul in a position greater than a mere man is wrong. He did bring Christianity to most of the known world, though. Great turnaround story. Still just a man. Good, Stormy Bear. Maybe I was too hard on you guys for calling you guys liars. Uh, in my defense, and then I'll close it down, I know that if someone killed your family, you'd want them dead. And that's what I was focusing on. It wasn't that you like Paul or whatever. Italian Bear, to forgive Tate, I'd have to see him go out and put his life on the line to rescue women and children from human traffickers. Or hide in a little apartment and write emails to Rome, apparently. He might still have prices to pay for pimping that could come through spiritually without a hand on him. Well, I believe that fundamentally. I believe that people are punished based on their sin through God. That being said, I think anybody is lying if they say that someone whose job is murdering Christians doesn't deserve to die. Okay, that's it for me today. I hope the uh, comments aren't a execution, no pun intended, a crucifixion. Oh, fuck Big Bear. Let's crucify him. I'm not a murderer of Christians, okay? I want that kind of energy for Saul. You know, like if you want to crucify me for pointing out that maybe Saul was a grabber, you know, that's all I'm saying. Uh, Joseph Smith allegedly said that Paul was super short and had a giant nose. Facts. That's why I've always liked Mormons. I listened to what Joseph Smith said more than what that grabber Paul said, because what was Joseph Smith? A bit of a Freemason and really into silver. Was he a murderer of Christians professionally? No. You know? Yeah, he's really into divining rods and trying to get his hands on some silver. May or may not have been a Freemason. I mean, listen, nobody's perfect. But did he fucking, with his big nose and his greasy hands, try and murder Christians? No! He might have killed like one guy, maybe. There's no way he was a professional hitman of children. Okay, if anybody wants to super chat or support the stream, unauthorized.tv, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. By the way, I just went, I just went DEFCON 3 on Paul. Or as I like to call Saul, the murderer. Oh, everybody sins, not murder. He would no sin cast the first stone. I could stone the fuck out of Paul. Or I should say Saul, right? Am I going to stone a fornicator or a former fornicator? No, no, I'm not. Because he without sin cast the first stone. But if I ever killed anyone based on the, the fact they identify as a follower of Jesus Christ, no, no. You give me a stone, bang. See you later, Paul. Yeah, you suck, fucking Paul. I, everyone's getting it. P.O. Box 490 Sandpoint. <laughs> it simplified the hierarchy into skin shades too, a true pragmatist. Saul did have it coming. I would have fucking stoned him myself. Oh, how dare you? Road to Damascus. I never, I'm not a murderer. I could easily do that. Saul would have no, he wouldn't even see it coming. P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864, slash app, slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. Have you ever hated someone? Yes, Stormy Bear. Anyone that murders Christians for a job. I try not to hate, though. I would try to have no hate in my heart as I stoned Paul to death. Or I should say, Saul, the murderer. Because he murdered, that makes it even more beautiful. You sound disgusting when you say that. No offense, Italian Bear. I know you did have a, a renaissance in that prison cell of yours, but I'm not. This isn't personal. Okay. Um, BertariaCampgrounds.com. OwenBenjamin.com. Be fruitful, multiply. Don't be fruiting, boy, guy. I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>